in the morning. The show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. On the ver- <laughs> on the verge, but not. No, it's fine. Still battling the uh, froggy throat a little bit on a Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. It is election day. Are you voting? Is voting important to you? Should athletes be talking about people voting? It's a very touchy subject. We have more BYU versus Duke fallout. Duke. Did you guys hear about what the University of Pacific did? We'll talk about that major, major quarterback injury news in the National Football League. That's going to lead football at 50 coming up in 50 minutes. Presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. But as always, we're going to lead with the biggest story in sports in Utah. And again, it is the Utah Jazz who are in first place in the Western Conference. And you know we talk a lot of Utah Jazz on the Monty Show presented by the Advocates. UtahAdvocates.com. Simply put, the best injury attorneys in the business, the Advocates. You never pay a retainer. You never pay a consultation-free fee. No, their consultations are free. We're off off to a rousing start. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. Your consultation's always free at the Advocates. Whether it is workman's comp, whether it is malpractice maybe, maybe you got in a car accident because some jamoke was driving distracted, the Advocates are going to fight for you so you can focus on getting back to your best version of yourself. Get to utahadvocates.com, chat with them online for free. The Jazz win last night. And I think the single biggest question has to be, after you sent the Lakers to the moon, 139-116, including a 70-point first half and a 40-point first quarter, Jake, how long can they keep this up? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it is it is sustainable. I feel like it's it's one of these things where you know, unless they're playing a team that's really able to get out and run and get up and down, like they're going to have a, a, a pretty decent night. And I think if you're someone playing the Utah Jazz, you got to understand that, you know, missing a bunch of threes and, and getting, you know, giving them the opportunity to, to rebound those longer rebounds off of missed three-point shots is not going to be a recipe for success because this team is just going to get out. They're going to run, and they're going to get easy transition points. And as, yesterday I tweeted about it. As soon as LeBron was out, you knew this was going to be a 20-point victory. You just knew because the Jazz are younger, they're faster, and they work harder. And and that's kind of been their 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 recipe. And, and I love it. I respect it a lot. I think that that it, it, it's awesome to see them just winning based on their, their will. And, and obviously there is execution and they're making shots and doing things, but but a lot of this again, as I say every day, is just them wanting it more than you, them you know like out hustling you, them just doing it better, and and that's what I'm curious about, like how long you know as you work into the meat of the NBA season because it is a marathon, it is a long schedule, but how long can they continue to outwork their opponents? You know, does you know how how much does an injury here or there change this team? Because you know that's going to happen. So 
How long can they sustain it? Well, as long as they're healthy, they can sustain it a long time. So that's where I, that's what I think the X factor is. If you're, if you lose, like, let's just say as an example, you lost Jordan Clarkson for a week, you know, due to a sprained ankle. All right. Well, now what, you know, now, now how does that change? How do you operate? How much of a loss is JC? So those are the things I think you have to, to, to consider as they play through the schedule. But if, if they're healthy and, and they're just kind of going through it, like I think they can sustain this for a while. Yeah, I, I think the style of play is very sustainable. And I think that team ball that we've talked about for days on end here on the Monty Show um, is what we saw last night. I mean, the ball movement, the defense certainly wasn't what you had hoped it would be last night. The Lakers had a very good first half. Uh, but all that changed after some halftime adjustments, as you would suspect. And again, Vando was out last night. But I think when you look at Laurie Markkinen's second half, he did not have a very good first half, but yet he winds up leading the team. Jordan Clarkson being unconscious from three, um, you know, getting those fouls, uh, you know, getting fouled on three-pointers, like just that scintillating style of play. Colin Sexton not only accepting, but excelling in his role as a six-man on this team, I thought was huge. You're getting contributions from across this lineup, and I think that really is what the difference is. This is not a matter of, hey, I want to be the best player. This is simply, we want to be the best team. There's no more I. It's all about us, and I think that's a huge change for this team. And when you look at the way that a guy like Laurie Market in place, he's never going to be your vocal leader. But you probably at this stage of this team's development don't need that because you're getting such a sound contribution from a guy like Mike Conley, who I thought had several big assists last night. You look at the knockdown shots that they're getting from three. You look at the volume of shots they're getting from three. You look at the percentage of threes they're making. Like All of these things are adding up to them being able to compete in any style against any team. And it really is refreshing to watch because it's not what you typically see in the NBA. Thanks. And I think that's the thing that stands out so much, and that's what makes this Jazz team so different and unique is that they're playing a style of basketball we're not used to seeing not only in Utah, but, Jake, I don't think we're used to seeing this in the NBA. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of it is just, like, bringing it back to basics, and I know that that's always, like, the cliche, like, term, like, you know, keep it simple, back to basics, you know, one day at a time. You know, like, that's the coach-speak version of it, but, like, there's no real other way to describe it like you watch this game last night and you understand going into this game that they're going to have the advantage in the athleticism department you understand that they're younger and so they're going to get out and run but when I start to look at like you know details and sort of how they go about it within the big picture like it's not just that you're getting out and running it's that you're you're like like you're not you're not just pushing as fast as you can you're not just like in this big hurry to get down the floor. But what you are trying to do is you're trying to read the situation and you're trying to understand, okay, if I got three yellow jerseys behind me, right, then I'm going to push this up the floor. If I see four yellow jerseys in front of me, then I'm going to I'm going to kind of slow this down and, and work the ball a little bit. And that's that balance, just that on its own. If you did nothing else, just that on its own, you're going to get as many three-point looks as you want because you're making good decisions. You're moving the ball the way it's supposed to be moved inside of a basketball game. And that, to me, is one of the biggest contrasts I see between this team and a lot of other teams in the league and this team and past Jazz teams. Like, 
even like when you go way back and you look at how like the 90s Utah Jazz teams played, like they had ball movement, but it was still a little different than this. This team's combination of athleticism with good choices just makes them difficult to to handle. And, and I don't know, like I, I'm trying, I was last night trying to think of a team that could keep up with this team, you know? And, and like, I do think of like, I know they beat Memphis, but I think about Memphis. I think about, you know, potentially like, you know, Giannis would obviously be a tough matchup for this team because they lack size. So there are some teams that would be tough, but other than that, like, I don't know of a team that really will manhandle these guys, no. that, which is great to see. No, and I, I think that's why I say you can stylistically, you can play with any team. I mean, you look at some of these numbers last night in the box, like, you know, Mike Conley giving you 12 assists. And I think one of the other numbers that really stands out to you is the fact that you're not getting out rebounded on a nightly basis playing a smaller lineup. Nobody on the Jazz had double-digit rebounds. In fact, um, the top rebounder on the Jazz last night was Walker Kessler in 18 minutes. He had nine boards and eight points. Um, but the other thing here is you had 41 rebounds. They had 33 rebounds. So you're not getting out rebounded even though Anthony Davis goes for 29 points. He only gets four four rebounds. So stylistically, it's not like you're getting beat in one area to compete in another. They're winning across the board, and I think that matters. And if you look at the balance in scoring that this Jazz team is getting, every one of your starters last night, and I don't care who it's against, is at least in double figures, and your low starter was Kelly Olenek in 23 minutes with 10 points. You're getting production from everywhere. And yeah. I look at the guys that you count on off the bench. I mean, Colin Sexton gave you 17 points three times and five boards. He's playing good off your bench. You, you expect a Jordan Clarkson to lead the line with five of six from three and 22 points. But you look at the guy who really, I think, is your best offensive weapon. It's Laurie Markkinen. 23 points and look at the balance in it. Only one three-pointer in that. He's one of four from three, but 10 of 15 in field goal percentage shooting, like 10 of 15 from the floor is really efficient. Like 23 points on 15 shots is really efficient. Yeah, That's why this team is winning. They're playing at a very efficient level. They lead the Western Conference. It really, uh, in points per game, they lead the entire NBA. They're third in record in the NBA. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a great story. That's what I, I come back to here. This is a great story. Yeah, I don't care how long they can keep this up. I don't care if they're a championship team. The Utah Jazz are very simply a great story. Where this team was, you know, five years ago, the despair of this past summer into the elation of having the best record in the Western Conference, the third best record in the NBA behind Milwaukee and Cleveland. It's remarkable. And I hope that we all take some time to really appreciate it because it's not easy to appreciate these things in the moment. In fact, it's quite difficult to appreciate these things in the moment because we're all waiting for them to fall off a cliff. But I'm telling you, their style of play is not going to let them lose 10 out of 12 games. That's likely not to happen. Are you going to have plateaus where you're a 500 team for long stretches? Yes. That's probably going to happen. That's the grind of an NBA season. And frankly, the best teams in this league haven't shown themselves yet. We haven't seen the best of Memphis, Golden State. We haven't seen the best of the Clippers. We haven't seen 
I mean, frankly, the best two teams in the league are Milwaukee and Cleveland. I don't think anybody would argue that. Cleveland finally lost their, or excuse me, Milwaukee lost their first game mm-hmm. last night. Cleveland with Donnie is playing at a very high level. Other than that, I don't know who the third best team is. I don't know who the best team in the West is. The Suns got embarrassed in Philly last night. That's not being the best team in in, in the West. You know what I mean? Like this is just one of those things where there's no reason to question it. I think you just have to sit back and enjoy it. Yeah, and I, and I, and I think it's, you know, I, I, I hesitate to say this, but like I feel like as a Utah sports fan, just, just in the state, like in the big picture, I feel like it's almost difficult sometimes to to just enjoy the success. Just enjoy that Utah got to a Rose Bowl. Just enjoy that you had Zach Wilson. Just enjoy that, that you've won that, 10 games. That you've won 10 games. Just enjoy that RSL had fake dreams of winning anything. Just enjoy that the Utah Jazz are, are you know, better but, than you it, thought. But I think what this is, is we talk Utah Jazz basketball presented by TridayTrading.com slash Monty. I think what this is, what this is very clearly, is this is the Utah Jazz giving you highs and lows. The depths of despair after the Donovan Mitchell trade. That's Sw- not what we're about. Swing into this elation, this feeling of euphoria, this awesomeness, that playing this kind of basketball, it's it's just pleasurable to watch. Like yeah. it's it's everything you want. And it's what sports are, whether it's Utah and the Rose Bowl, but getting just so far enough and you can't win the Rose Bowl, but you're it's BYU coming off a ten win seasons. Now you're fighting to be bowl eligible. You have to enjoy the highs because the lows are so low in sports. So enjoy this. Ride the ride. Let's not talk about the trade deadline. Yeah. Let's not talk about who's going to be here. Let's talk about Colin Sexton overachieving. Let's talk about like Mike Conley sort of. Is Colin Sexton overachieving? I don't think he is. I think, I think you know, with because it's so young in the season, like in the fact that he's giving you the minutes, the quality of minutes. Like I, I, if I said to you, hey, Colin Sexton threw up 20 last night, no one's going to be surprised or blink an eye at that. Right, like that—that that kind of is is expected of him or whatever. But like, if I said to you, "Hey, dude's coming off of a knee um, on a new team after a, 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 a franchise level trade, and he's in a new city and he's coming off of the bench and he is, you know, providing and he is giving you quality minutes and he's a great teammate and like he's just checking all the boxes." That, to me, is what you should enjoy. Like, you should enjoy the fact that you're now settling into the names on this team. Because don't forget, again, three weeks ago, a month ago, you know, before the season got going here, you know, you you, you didn't know anybody on this team. Lori Markin and who? Right? Like, like, Colin Sexton who? Like, this guy's coming off of a knee. That's the best we did? Right? Like, yeah. that's where we were at. So that's what I'm saying. Like, just... I just think you have to look at this Jazz team and and say, like, man, they just put up 139 points on the Lakers. And I don't care if the Lakers are a bad team. That's 139 points on what is a talented Lakers team. Yeah, I I think I look at Colin Sexton. He's doing all this in 23 minutes on average. I mean, he's playing at a very high level. Like, Mike Conley is not being relied on to score. He's being relied on to facilitate. He's being... Maybe this is where Will Hardy's real win has been to start this season. 
he's finding a way to use guys at their highest, best level right now. This is what Colin Sexton, who's coming off of a major knee injury, play him 23 minutes a night on average and let him do his thing. Hey, we'll move Jordan Clarkson into the starting lineup and for better or for worse, because I think we all recognize that Jordan's going to have great nights like last night and he's going to have terrible nights. Last night was a great night. Let's play him a little more minutes. Let's give him a little more opportunity. Put the ball in Laurie's hand down the stretch. Let him close the game for us. Like Will Hardy has found a way to get the highest, best use out of all of his guys. Yeah. Talon Horton Tucker in small stretches has big moments and he's dunking on dudes and hey, that's all well and good. That's exactly what you need to build his confidence. I still maintain I would like to see a little more Agbaji. I would like to see a little more Fontecchio in junk time, mm-hmm. you know, in, in garbage time. But I'm all good with what Will Hardy's doing. I am not going to sit here and question why Fontecchio only plays five minutes last night. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the the Fontecchios, the Agbajis, like their their time is coming. I, I, I think that, you know, yeah. that for Will Hardy and in, in, in the process that he's going through, like before you start rolling out guys who need developmental minutes, like I think you have to establish your rotations and you have to establish roles on this team and character on this team. Like, like you knew coming into the first 10 games, like you knew Mike was going to start, you knew Lori was going to start, you know, it was really just a question of, you know, what strategy you wanted to use uh, JC and whether you're going to start him or bring him off the bench as a six man. And so now you're getting these roles kind of defined. You, like you were just saying, Hey, Lori's going to close the game for us. Like Colin's going to play really efficient 20 to 23 minutes off the bench right now. JC's doing his thing. Mike's doing his thing. So now that they've got their roles defined, I think you are going to start seeing, you know, Fontecchio come in for 10 minutes when they're up 20 and you know, with 10 minutes to go in the fourth, like you're going to start to see these guys work in. Let's get your thoughts on this after we tell you that all of our Jazz Talk and NBA Talk on the Monty Show is presented by TridayTrading.com slash Monty. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Hey, folks, I, I tell you every day, and it's really refreshing. I feel like almost every day somebody says, hey, I watched that webinar that you've been telling me about. You know what? It made a real difference. Or I'm really excited about that. Hey, I asked for more information. That's what this is about. Stop hating your job every day and start building your life every day. And the way you do that is by becoming a prolific day trader. And one of the things I think we know in this world when it comes to finances is the stock market's always going to be there. It's going to be up. It's going to be down. But every single day, there are people day trading, making hundreds and thousands of dollars a day. Yes, you can do that. You can stop getting up every day and hating your job. You can stop wondering how you're going to pay your mortgage or your rent. You can stop wondering how you're going to provide Christmas. And you can start by going to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. All I'm asking you to do is register and watch the free webinar. There's no obligation. You simply put in your name and your email. You say, okay, I'm going to watch this webinar. And then you make a decision. And trust me when I say you watch this webinar and you're going to see that there are people You know, one of the best stories I've seen there is there's a, you know, one of their best guys is a former grocery store employee who talks about how, hey, I, you know, every Thanksgiving and every Christmas, I was at work and I was working 60, 70 hours a week because the groceries aren't going to restock themselves. And that's exactly right. When we're all at home in front of, you know, in front of the family, in front of the tree opening presents, there are tons, tens, thousands, millions of people who are not that lucky. They're working. If you're one of those people, stop living that life. Get off the hamster wheel 
and go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Build the life you've always wanted. You can do it as a day trader. And the best part is when you start trading, you're trading with TridayTrading.com's money. And if you make money with their money, they're going to split the profit with you. How do you how do you lose on that? You don't. Go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Let's get your thoughts in here as we talk Utah Jazz basketball. Edgar Garcia, first one up, says, good morning, players. Edgar, how are you, man? Good to see you. Uh, Danny Ainge about to clean house after accidentally creating a super team. Yes, yes, yes. He says, just kidding. It's so early and they need a couple of more pieces. All-stars. Who's the all-star on this team? I think it's marketing. It right has now. to. Right like, now, it I has think, to be marketing or JC. Yeah, I don't think there's any way around it. Has to be. Neville, what's up, my guy? He says, good morning, Monty. What a crazy season for the Jazz starting in their numbers. Uh, their number one. What's going on in Utah? The water is awfully fresh here, friends. Drink the water. Enjoy the altitude. Win basketball games. Uncle Jimmy. Hey, Uncle Jimmy. He says, it's, it's good to be a Jazz fan, and why can't they keep it up? You guys in the media all underestimate team basketball in the era of superstars. We may even have a potential f- future superstar here. We will see. Maybe they do keep it up. Today's not First the day. All, today's not the day that I'm going to sit here and tell you they're going to level off or they're not a championship contender or trades are coming. Today's the day we enjoy them being 9-3 and three and having the best record in the Western Conference. I agree. Second of all, he said we're in the media. Does that mean we're not YouTube hacks anymore? He said you guys, the media. Does that mean we're no longer? No, we're no, no longer the casuals. I, I, he's got to run that by Spence Checkets, uh, who every every time he talks about us. What was that? Why? He's got to run that by Spence Checkets because Spence says we're just the hacks on YouTube. Well, you know we don't know anything. We don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. We're just the hacks on YouTube, guys. That's right, T. You know, it is what it is. Macho Man says, good morning. Savage. It's it's a beautiful day to be a Jazz fan. Yes, it is. Jesse Harsh says, morning, boys. Dare I say this? The Jazz team is just as fun to watch as the 2021 team. They are. They are really enjoyable. Really, really enjoyable. Uncle Jimmy says, no, athletes, shouldn't, uh, athletes should stay out of politics. The message is go vote, and that's great, but don't push... Uh, issues, uh, hum, LeBron, hum, on us. Okay. Osti says the, M- the Utah Jazz have passed the eye test and are just too talented and deep for other teams in the NBA. You, right now they are, absolutely. Ryan Buckley back again. Morning, my boys. Hey, where is, there? it's so funny. Where's Holabilly been? I don't know, dude. We were talking about Damn. guys we missed yesterday in Holy Holy Billy. Where are you? Yeah, bro. Uh, Thamer says seventy nine and three. Dream will be a reality. Come on now. Giggity <laughs> says good morning, fellas. What's up, Giggity? Good to see you, bud. Um, Gage Carter. Good morning, guys. Love the Jazz win, Monty. What's the best way to watch Utah and BYU basketball games? Well, well, the best way is to say good luck. Um, you know, on your trek across the world to find where you can watch them. I would tell you probably ESPN plus the ESPN app BYU. Uh, it, it, I'm not going to lie. It's very difficult. College basketball is very difficult. I uh, it, it just, you gotta, you know, BYU TV for BYU. The, the hard part about Utah is they're really relying on the PAC 12 and a lot of their games a lot of their games end up on regional. 
And it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really frustrating. <laughs> College basketball is tough. It's very difficult. Uh, Kanai Johnson, top of the morning, fellas. What's up? Rec one, how are you? Andy H says, Jordan just gets unconscious at times. Yes, he does. He really does. Yes, he does. And it's, it's, it's a pleasure to watch, man. It is absolutely a pleasure to watch. Uh, NY Monty fan, what's up? He says, good morning, Monty Town. Headed to good old Utah tonight. Okay. Can't wait to eat some Utah foods. Wish the Jazz were in town when I was. Now they go to Atlanta tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, so they're uh, by the way, the entire NBA is off today. So they are, they're how, how, we, how are we expected to work in these conditions? I don't know what to do without NBA. I have no idea. Boy, I'm, I thought I was over this now, but this <laughs> I'm it's weird. So for those of you who don't know, if you're catching up, I have been, I've been battling. I don't know if it's a cold, whatever it's been seasonal congestion. Yeah. I've been battling it for about a week and I yesterday was was I was pretty clear. I felt pretty good yesterday. I woke up this morning like all congested, like my voice is again like <coughs> scratchy. I'm going through it. And by yeah. the way, it's probably not great news to tell you we'll be off on Friday uh as we head to Mammoth to snowboard Friday, Saturday, and then yes, come yes, back. Yes. But it's probably not the best time to be snowboarding with like throat issues. Uh, Andy H says, biggest difference this year, actually let Conley run the offense as opposed to watching Donovan walk it up. True. Uh, Thaymore says, I think the biggest uh, hit will be if Laurie or Olenek uh, fall to injury. That will hurt us most for winning games. How important is Kelly Olenek? I think he's important in the parlance of, you know, giving you those 10 to 12 points that kind of bridge the gap when Markinen's not in the game. I I, I think... You know, the the Olenek thing, like, the the difference is, is that you can bring him in, and on his best nights, he'll give you four or five from three. He'll give you a quick, you know, True. a quick 15. Like, he'll, like he just kind of comes in, works hard. You know, like, there was a video when they played the Lakers the first time around where, you know, LeBron basically, you know, bumps him to the ground, and then Olenek just kind of shades over to the weak side wing and knocks down a three. Like, He's that kind of guy, and, and 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 you know it may be the highest compliment I can pay Will Hardy, which would be these guys just want to play for him. Like I, I understand that he's a young head coach. I understand that he's new to this thing as a head coach in that role. But dudes want to play for him, and and you yes. can't just skip over that. Like not every guy wants to play for every coach that coaches him. You know, not every guy wants to play for Steve Nash. Not every guy wants to play for whoever the hell Rick Carlisle or any of the names you know and love in the league. And I think that Will Hardy, I, I know that this is new and they're still in the honeymoon phase as a club together every day, but he deserves credit for those guys really enjoying playing for him. Cause you haven't like it, it. It's not always like that, I guess is my point. Yeah. And I think the Jordan Clarkson three where he turns and embraces the fans last night was such a good moment. Yeah. I mean, he is, I don't know that Jordan Clarkson is the face of this team. Really, I don't think this team has a face of the team. But he is, I think, the most popular. This fan base is embraced. And it's hard not to love watching him play. His energy, his enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. Just what he can do to a building. I mean, the power he has to be a maestro over that building is... I mean, it's Epic. just... It's really enjoyable to watch. It, 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 that's the thing. It's just this team is just fun to watch. 
That's that's what I love about it. Uh, Austi says every player on the Jazz can shoot, and ninety percent of their players uh, and bigs can shoot there, and they play with pace and can slow it down in the half court. Yeah, they can. Absolutely. Uh, BB, good morning to you. This team, I just have no idea how they are so good, but they are. Really, and isn't that what we're saying today? Like, I don't care today. I don't want to get in and diagnose. I don't want to jump in and be like, eh, eh, eh. they're 9-3. and three. They're number one in the Western Conference. Yeah. That's how hey, I guys. like it. That's how I want it. That's how I expect it. Right? Like I want it. I want it. I'm thirsty for it. I want it. They're 9-3. and three. They're number one in the West. Yeah. That's all you need to, like, it's fun to be a jazz fan. We've been saying this. We thought we would say that for a week. Ah, oh, it's fun to be a jazz fan again. Ah, oh, it feels good to be a jazz fan again. Right. And it's, it's just like the orgasms continued now. Right. Like, I, I mean, it's just going and, and they, they continue to be fun. Yeah. They continue to compete. They play good basketball. They play a, a pleasing style of ball to watch. Right. I, that's the best way I can describe it. You know, like it's just, it's, it, I, I, yeah. it's fun. It's enjoyable. Uh, Jacob DeLambo, last night's game looked like an NBA 2K score. It did. It did. This team can score with anybody. And we knew this. We talked about yeah. this in preseason. Yeah. You knew this team was going to put up numbers offensively. Who can they stop? They really missed Jared Vanderbilt defensively. Let's, yeah. let's be real honest about that. I think he's a real key for them defensively. He's a rebound getter. He is a guy that can guard multiple guys in a small area. His like, athleticism combined with his length is a rare combination. Runs and you the need floor. It. Yep. I mean, you miss Vando defensively. And he's so. a guy that you, you're going to need him back when you start playing. Like, again, you know, looking ahead, if they can keep this kind of pace, if you can be, you know, even if you can be a 600 basketball team, uh, uh, just, a, just a solid playoff team, not a play-in team, but a solid top six team in the West, like you're going to need Vando's ability to guard Paul George, right? Like you're going to need his ability to play serviceable defense against some of the bigs that this team is going to come across. But I, I, either way, again, I just say, enjoy it. You're, yeah. you're, you're playing 75% basket. You're winning 75% of your games. Mm -hmm. Like that's really good. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what more, yeah, I don't know. Let's just get your thoughts. Let's just keep reading your comments here on the Monty Show as we talk Utah Jazz basketball, the biggest stories in sports. Every morning on this show, as always, presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Uh, and I, I just don't think there's any doubt about it that the Utah Jazz are the biggest story in Utah sports. There's just no doubt. Here in Salt Lake City, uh, if you're in Davis County, Utah County, St. George, it doesn't matter. Um, you know that the Jazz are good. Yeah. You know that they're first in the West. You know they're nine and three. You know they've beaten the Lakers twice. Um, you know they swept LA over the weekend. They swept Memphis last week. Like it feels good to be a Jazz fan this morning. Rejoice in that. Let's celebrate that. That to me um, is why when you go through Quick Quack Car Wash today, you know that when you go there, oh, there's a line. It takes about five minutes. You're in, you're out. It's efficient. Bring the kids with you because of all the colors and the different soap and the cool things to look at. And the, I love the quick quack duck where, you know, it's like it, when you're going, you know, at the end of the car wash tunnel where they're drying your car off, the lights blink to tell you to go. They say duck, duck, go. So <laughs> it's like duck on top, duck in the middle, and then the green go at the bottom. Like, you know. It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. 
That's why we love doing business with guys like Quick Quack Car Wash. They're great entrepreneurs, local owners, uh, local you know franchisees. Make sure you support support local. Go to Quick Quack Car Wash every single day. Uh, let's see. Uh, Austy says, uh, "Pure joy, Mike Conley. The Jazz are amaze balls." Austy says, "The Jazz are amaze amaze balls." Yes. Uh, My Monty fan says, "Who the hell is Checkets?" I guess I answered my own question. No one. Spence is a good dude. dude. Spence is, he he just, you know, he's protecting his territory. It is what it is, right? Uh, Jacob DeLambo says, Jazz Bench is so good, they almost scored half the points last night. Balanced. Absolutely. M. Alvarez says, uh, Pac-12 Network. Yeah, watch watch college basketball on the Pac-12 Network if you can get it. If you can, like... But I'm not I'm not subscribing to Fubo TV to get Pac-12 Network. I'm not paying for yet another service <laughs> to get Pac-12 basketball. I'm not. Fubo. I'm not no. doing it. Boyd Lake, how the heck are you, my friend in Texas? Austy says, uh, Monty, you're missing Plain City as a Utah main city on your backdrop wall. Come on, man. Okay. Next uh, time. We'll, okay. Yeah. Love you, Austy. That you was, thank you. Uh, Homer John. <laughs> Homer John says we need to tank. No. No. Next no. comment. Next, Next comment. comment. Tanking is for another show. Uh, it's something crazy that the whack with SUU, Utah Tech, and UVU are the most accessible to watch hoops in the state with all their games on ESPN+. Plus. How? Yep. How? Yep. I'm, it, it, and that's why I'm telling you, BYU TV, okay, but that's not... And stuff. Um, my point is, uh, <laughs> you, you need, if you're looking for college basketball in this town, you need BYU TV. I want you it. need the ESPN app. I, if, whether you want it or not, if you don't have the ESPN app on your phone, you're crazy. Yeah. You're absolutely crazy. Ed Kiley says, I know it's early, but Will Hardy seems like he's already one of the best coaches in the league. It is impressive to listen to his post-game analysis. Yeah. I mean, he's leading for coach of the year in November, you know. Uh, Jeremy Severe says Mike Conley is older or same age as Will Hardy. Ooh, that's an interesting game. That's an interesting game. Mike Conley. I'm going to say that Mike Conley. How old do you think Mike Conley is? 34. Try again. 36? 35. Okay, I'm going to say Will Hardy's younger. Okay. Will Hardy age. Mm. You're right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, BB says, simply love this team. Amen to that. Uh, Danny Ainge uh, for the win, LOL. Go Jazz. Steve uh, Caparella says, yeah, Danny Ainge for the win. Yep. That's exactly right. And Danny, we trust, right? Uh, Boyd Lake says, got to get that as a drop. Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. We used to have it, but Jake doesn't play drops anymore. Right. Like right. I send him all these no, drops. No, no, no. I send him all these drops. He never plays them. Salty Drunk says, how about Soft Luca casually notching his ninth? Who cares? Bro, why? 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 Bro. Why? Why? Uh, Derek says, I love my jazz. Uh, Provo Cougar fan, BYU men's basketball struggled to win at home last night against a very weak team. Uh, is this a harbinger of things to come? BYU could be in for a long, disappointing season. They're last in the W. Another C-C. day. Another day. Another day. Jake yeah. Sperling, props to Lori for staying positive and outworking AD in the second half. AD was a man possessed in the first half. 
Laurie came out a different player in the second half. Is Monty ready to go all in with us jazz fans yet? Like his co-host Jake and myself, true jazz fans, Team 49. Oh, I don't know that I'm a jazz fan. I'm going to be positive when it's warranted, though. I can tell those, you that. Those are, listen, those are serious accusations. As a Chicago Bulls fan and a casual observer of your Utah Jazz. Right. I, I don't know how you don't root for this team. If you're not rooting for the Jazz to win games, I don't think you you either don't know the story or you're not a basketball lover because this is what's right with the NBA. But all due respect, you bought a bunch of hacks together that most <laughs> most most of these guys have been on multiple teams. A bunch of hacks. <laughs> but seriously, look at Laurie Markkinen. I'm a Bulls fan. Laurie Markkinen's bumped around now. This is his third team. You look at a guy like a Jordan Clarkson. Bumped around now. Mike Conley, old guy, can't play anymore. You look at a guy like Kelly Olynyk, who I think has been on everybody's team. You, you, I mean, you look at all the guys that they brought in here. Colin Sexton, he's done. He had a knee injury, <coughs> right? Like, <coughs> look at this group of guys you brought together and you found their highest, best use. Yeah. And I don't think we've even seen the best out of most of these guys yet. You know, Mike Waters says, uh, Jazz Cavalier NBA Finals. Jazz win. That would be amazing. Not going to happen. Uh, let's see. Boyd Lake says, BYU basketball is in rebuild mode. Not a surprise to see them struggle. Why do we want to talk BYU basketball? Like uh, Austin says, uh, Plain City players love the Monty show in the Utah Jazz. <laughs> but Austin, that's, that's good. You got to push that all year. What, what's the zip code in Plain City these days? Yeah. You know? I don't know. Probably has 69 in it. Steve Hambone says a good test uh, will be for tomorrow against Atlanta. Just won the Bucks. It'll be a good test for the Jazz. Yeah, I agree. Atlanta's a good team. Atlanta's a very good team. Do you have the guard play to stay with those guys? Because they that's a team that plays very fast. Yeah. They play very fast. Ed Kylie can't wait till the Cavaliers come here to play. The arena will be electric. Donnie versus uh, Colin Sexton? Electric. That's going to be amazing. Uh, Jacob DeLambo says ESPN showed the whole Jazz roster was acquired through trade. Insane. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah. You don't have a homegrown guy on this roster. Oh, but draft, 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 draft. Why won't we just trade for the star we want? It's not the way you win NBA championships. You have to have guys that you can control their cost. Yeah. But you also have to go and get guys. Yes, yes, yes. You do, you know. Uh, let's see. Tony Boy says waiting for Jazz versus Hawks. Jazz number one, Jazz keep winning. That's going to be amazing. That is going to be amazing. Uh, BB, first in the West, what? And we are betting really good, beating really good teams. And to think we have more first rounders than any other team in the NBA is crazy. It is. Jeff, what's up with you, buddy? Jeff Johnson in. Uh, the Blind Swordsman DS says THT freaking baptized at center last night. <laughs> and that's, you know, THT's an interesting guy. He probably doesn't have a full-time role on this team, if we're being honest, right? But you're giving him really well-thought-out minutes. And you're putting him in positions to succeed. You're not asking him to be a three-point shooter. He was miscast in L.A., I think. And you're starting to see that he can bang. He can finish with touch around the rim. And when you give him a, a runway, he's going to dunk on you. Because he's a load in the air. He is, Dude, he's a load in the air. Yeah. I do not want to get in front of him. Yeah, I'm fine. I don't. Um, Homer John says, we need to tank. You no, don't. What, you don't. But what's the win if you tank? Tell me why you want to tank, and I'll tell you why you shouldn't. Uh, Shelter1988 says, no. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, Kanai Johnson, what about the Clarkson? Uh, what about Clarkson in the three-point contest this year against Curry? That would be great. Nah. I don't think he's a three-point contest shooter. Nah, he's a gamer. Yeah, he's a guy that you can't. You don't want to give him, you know, twenty straight unabated looks because that's not his game. He has to get hot to win that. He's got to be in rhythm. He's got to. He's got to get the feel off of the dribble. Yep. Steve Caparella, always great finding a top quality channel support from Boston. Steve, appreciate you being here, man. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you, you bro. Um, if you guys are here right now, all 265 of you, give us a thumbs up, please. It really helps the channel grow. Uh, as we talk Utah Jazz, presented by The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Uh, football at 50 in 10 minutes with a major, major update um, on a star quarterback dealing with an elbow injury. This is a huge Ooh. deal. Ooh. This is a huge deal. Don Rayner, for Jazz to rank, do you mean tank? Uh, they need to trade Markinen and Sexton for LeBron. Wow. See, that was a LeBron shot, right? To tank. Right, to right, right. Okay, sure. Sure. Uh, right, yeah. Down, downhill. Right. Uh, Shelter, 1988, says it's fun to be a Jazz fan. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes, it is. Absolutely, it is. I think it's it's awesome. Yeah. It is. Tom Basilius says, Homer John not acting like a Homer. Isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic? Wow, Dad. Wow. Yeah, I'm Alanis Morissette. She wants this. Uh, oh, it's bro. Look, it's, it, it's, the, it's Tanner. Oh, it's Super Soaker. What's up, dude? <laughs> Are you going to play his new drop? Oh, my God. Just like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Tanner Plummer drop. Oh, my God. That's one of the best uh, uh, accounts ever. Uh, Tanner says, after last night, BYU basketball might be the team that is tanking. <laughs> Solid, bro. Uh, Ed Kylie says, Conley's 35. He says 34. Make up your mind. Shelter88 says, I see the Jazz in the playoffs. I would agree with that. Jake Sperling says, so Jordan Clarkson is officially the coolest Jazz player in team history, right? Not necessarily the best, but definitely the coolest. I think he's one of the most popular Jazz men Right he's, now, he's, he has drip, as the young kids say. Yeah, he has he has drip. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't know how he plays with his braids hanging in his face, though. That'd make know, me dude. crazy. Um, Mike Maple says at this point, Ainge is executive of the year, regardless of what the record is at the end of the year. Has to be there. Yeah, has to be there. Yeah. Uh, Derek says for my birthday last night, I just got a jazz hoodie with a black and highlighter yellow letters. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh my god! Just like that. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Uh, Tom Basilius says the replacements too. Jazz 2022. Yes. Yes. Josh Lovern says jazz story is very similar. to Stop. Don't. No, See, it's why, not similar dude? to the Seahawks at why? all. The Seahawks have a crappy bust out quarterback that nobody wanted. Damn. You know, like. Oh, GS7. GS7. Yeah. Josh Lovern the other day on, on uh, Twitter, I put up a TB12 graphic. Right. About him being the best professional athlete ever. <laughs> And Josh Lovren's like, no, it's GS7. Bro, who is GS7? And, and, and when did you make that up? There's, uh -huh. there's nobody that's GS7. Nobody. Nobody is GS7. There's no such person as GS7. Are you out of your goddamn mind? There, you're, there's no GS7. There's not. Uh, Salty Drunk says, it's killing Jake to praise the Jazz right now. He can't wait until they hit the inevitable wall. It ain't killing me. Ain't but, you know. Wow. 
Yeah. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, wow, the Monty's really don't want to talk about BYU basketball. Not right now, I don't. Not interested. I, you know. You know. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Anti-Calpio says, Salt Lake City should prepare for an influx of Finnish tourists. Yeah, Laura wow. keeps playing that way. Wow. You know. It is what it is. Uh, Austie says, plain player Z in the 801. There you go. Salty drunk it's been, is being nice to me. The world is coming to an end, Tanner Plummer says. Yeah. Okay, that's enough. Stop, please. Yeah, exactly. Stop being nice. It's awkward. Uh, Gage says, anyone watching uh, going to the game versus the Hawks? If so, I'll see you there. Okay. That would be amazing. Gage is in the ATL. In the ATL. What's up? Uh, Dan Rayner uh, says, what's the percentage for Jazz getting Victor? About None. zero. None. Zero. Even if they tank and don't win another game, they have just about 0% <coughs> chance to get him. They'd you have know. to trade up. You, you'd have to trade. Yeah, there you go, Homer John. Can we trade all of our picks for the number one pick? You could. Absolutely. But I'm telling you, Victor Wambanyama, I'm, take Scoot Henderson. I'll just say it until the capillaries in my face explode out in a... a it, anyway, uh, I'll stop. Oh my God. Just <laughs> no, not like that. No, man, you're going to wear that drop out. And I apologize for this drop. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh my God. Just like that. Oh. That's my fault. I sent that yeah, to him. You said we had to have it. So now I'm just coming. It is, on, a, you know. it is a great drop. Yeah. It is an absolute great drop. It, it, there's no doubt about that. It is. Yeah. Uh, football 50 coming up in five minutes. Thanks to our friends at uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, Jerome, uh, Jerem Patterson says Gonzaga. Gonzaga. The... Oh my God, just like that. Gonzaga. 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 If you're new to the show, we had a debate the other day about Gonzaga versus Gonzaga. <laughs> and we actually went and researched it, and Google told us it was Gonzaga. 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 And, it, and then we got hit by like 50 Gonzaga alums. We're like, are you just being a dick? You're just being a dick now. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. I paid for my education at Gonzaga, and I want, Gonzaga. You, to, I want you to say it right. <laughs> I want you to say it right. It's Gonzaga. I paid for Gonzaga. that degree. And you'll respect my, my authority. It's Gonzaga. Gonzaga. They don't call them the Zogs, do they? Gonzaga. No. So we had that <laughs> battle. That's the battle we had, you know. Uh, let's see. Uh, Braden Ayers says the Jazz have Minnesota's pick, Houston, Philly, Brooklyn pick. The worst of the Houston, Philly, Brooklyn pick. The Jazz don't need to tank. If the playoffs started today, they would have two lottery picks. Truth. Unfortunately, the, you know, yeah. Yeah. Salty Drunk says, uh, hit that football at 50 music, Jake. I love it. Five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes. Five minutes. Football at 50 presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Um, NY Monty fan says, need the do what I want drop. Yeah. I don't think we have a do what I want. Do what drop. I want drop. Yeah. Which one is that? The dude? double champ does what he wants. Uh, I don't, we don't have that one because it gets copyrighted every oh, time. Oh, that's right. It's copyrighted. That's yeah. right. We get, we get copyright yeah. hits on that. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Bernali says, watching here in the Philippines, supporting 100% Clarkson. There you go. Uh, Boyd Lake says, guys, 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 guys. <laughs> NFL music in hey five minutes. Hey that's guys. exactly right. Hey that's guys. exactly right. Uh, Austi says, I'm not sold on Wambanyama either. Uh, so maybe that is why the Jazz are saying, screw it, let's just win the whole thing Dude, this he year. doesn't fit in with what they're doing. Like, that's what I think people don't understand. But it's not even that. You have 20 guys in this draft that are going to be starters in the NBA. Like, this this coming draft 
is probably one and a half, one and a half rounds, maybe. Mm-hmm. One plus ten. I mean, you have there are legitimately like forty picks. Yeah, probably forty picks, but there's twenty guys in this draft who you can be like, yeah, that guy's going to be a starter. Yes, yep, yep, him, yep. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like twenty guys like that. Yeah, and I'm telling you, the guy you want to tank for is Scoot Henderson. He's ready to play right now. Yeah. What he's doing with the G League Ignite, forget about it. By the way, we are efforting to get Scoot on the show. Yeah. Uh, they are coming to the Maverick Center, and we are live in the Maverick Center studios of the Monty Show. I want it. Uh, G League Ignite comes to the Maverick Center in like a week and a half, I think. So, Yada, yeah, by the way, the uh, Salt Lake City Stars play at the Maverick Center now. Yeah. Um, so, Yada, come and watch Scoot Henderson play, I'm telling yeah. you. When G League Ignite rolls in here, if you are not here, you're not a basketball fan because that kid is a stud. Yeah. Scoot Henderson is a stud. And G League Ignite, having seen a lot of them on, on NBA TV, the NBA app, um, they're worth the drive to Vegas. I don't know how many people know that. G League Ignite is in Vegas. And they're worth the drive. They're, they're, when they come out in a couple of, in like a week and a half, you better be here. Because they're gonna, it's gonna be spectacular. Uh, let's see. Ronnie Bernalis says, "Hope the Jazz get Kai Soto instead of Wembenyama." Not a, not a terrible pick. Tom Basili says, "Football at fifty and O lineman with zero coaching experience takes over as head coach for the hapless Colts. Will the highest paid O line in NFL uh, finally not stink?" Answers during football at fifty. Hey guys, probably they will. Hey guys, stink. You know, Salty Drunk says, "How have you found the translation to the?" To the Mav guys, great. It's been really yeah, good. Yeah, it's been really good. It's nice to actually go into the office again. Yeah, it's nice know? not to be stuck at home all the time. Yeah. Honest to goodness. Yeah. Uh, Neville93 says, I missed the F-bomb drop, but anyways, what superstar do you guys think the Jazz should acquire uh, in these upcoming months? I mean, you need a wing player. Yeah. That's what this team, a, a you dynamic. You need Paul George, bro. You yeah. need your, your guy. Your Bradley Beal, your Paul George, your Donovan Mitchell. You yeah. need that caliber player. Yeah. That's what this lineup misses. If you were to go and get that at the deadline, they won't. Um, <laughs> they're not going to. You shouldn't at this hey, point. Because you're not trying to win a championship now. Yeah. Um, I think if you were to go and get that, my God, that would be unbelievable. Uh, Brett Stubbs says, yesterday you said you think they'll finish 7th in the West. I think they'll be top 4 or 5. I don't see anything that seems like a fluke. Uh, what do you still need to see? I I need to see that the top teams in the West are going to suck like they've sucked all year so far. I got to think the, Lake, the the Clippers, the Warriors, the Suns. The Suns played terrible basketball last night. Like, I have to think that those teams are going to get better. Although, Chris Paul, water's wet. Chris Paul left the game yeah, injured last night. again. You know, so it's just a, it, it's not something that Jazz are doing. It's just simply that I think you need to, to let the West kind of filter out. And let's see who's real and who's not. We haven't seen the best of Jamal Murray yet. I mean, there's just a lot of teams you haven't seen the best of. Yeah. Which is why it's time for football at 50, 10 to the hour, every hour. We bring you the biggest stories in uh, all of football presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Get the Papa Murphy's app. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. How about... This story right here. Right here. Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen has a UCL injury in his throwing elbow, along with other nerve damage. He is in doubt for the weekend. 
And if you don't know the ulnar collateral ligament, that's the Tommy John injury for pitchers. That's that ligament that's in your elbow that allows you to torque and throw that football with authority. This is not the first time he's had this injury. He cost him four games, I think, in his second year. If he's hurt, that team's done because I'm I'm one of the people that believes Josh Allen's that entire football team. I can't believe they would risk it and let him play Sunday. I seriously doubt it. Jake, I think he's going to miss several weeks. Yeah, and, and I think that the responsible thing to do is to prioritize his health and just and, and make sure that he doesn't have to have a Tommy John because that, that's not unheard Ooh. of for quarterbacks. And you, and you think about, okay, Ooh. you know, if he needs a month off to rest his, his ulnar collateral ligament, then that's what it takes. And I think that, you know, it, it just isn't for a quarterback. It's not a choice. I mean, this would be different if we were talking about a wide receiver or a running back or someone who didn't need to throw anything but it's your quarterback and yeah Josh Allen is that team like not to say that they don't have other guys who are talented but he is the heart of that team he feeds those guys he puts the ball in positions where they can run after the catch and do what they need to do so to me it's like you know when you look at and I don't know if is that uh, do you have their schedule or like what their record is right now um the for the uh Meyer and we the Buffalo Bills yeah. the Buffalo Bills are six and two so like you're six they and have two. the yeah. Vikings the Browns at the Lions at the Patriots coming up uh to end November and start December so I mean even let's say you gave them the rest of November off and you were six and six going into December Case Keenum's your backup quarterback in Buffalo serviceable but not great right so that's what I'm saying like I would not push the issue with this guy. I would I, I would Dude, give he, him at he, least two weeks off. This is arguably the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah. I think he's, what is he, fourth in passing behind Mahomes, Brady, Burrow. If you look at his, you look where he is, like he's complete. He, I'd like to see him complete more passes, but by the by, he's completing 64% of his passes. Um, obviously, he's a dual threat rushing quarterback. But I think if you look at the top quarterbacks in the NFL right now, Mahomes certainly, I think, is playing the best quarterback of any quarterback right now today. Right. Right? But I think you look at the numbers, I mean, he's he's there with Herbert. He's there with, you know, look at look at Aaron Rodgers. We talked about this yesterday on the yeah. show. The, the issues in, in Green Bay, we need to stop talking about Aaron Rodgers as like some generational quarterback. They're losing because of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I don't know how much more plainly I can say that about the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. You go back and watch the issues that they're having. He's making poor throws. He is not executing the offense. He's not some incredible winner. And I think that a guy like Aaron Rodgers gets this tag of all-time great. I don't think he's an all-time great. I think he has all-time great numbers. But we need to stop talking about him as like this generational guy. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Peyton Manning. He's not Drew Brees. The guys that are in Aaron Rodgers' generation are far more accomplished and better quarterbacks than he is. But I look at the numbers, and, and I don't know with uh, Josh Allen or Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. Uh, probably Patrick Mahomes. Okay, but it's close. Josh Allen or Joe Burrow? Uh, I'd have to go Josh Allen. Josh Allen or Justin Herbert? Josh Allen for sure. You're taking Josh Allen over. That's close, in my opinion. Josh Allen's got a bigger body, and he's got just as good arm. Josh so. Allen or Kyler Murray? No-brainer. Yeah. Josh Allen or Trevor Lawrence? No-brainer. Jalen Hurts? No-brainer. Jared Goff? No-brainer. Kirk Cousins? 
This year, I think that's a conversation. Kirk's playing his ass off this year. Yeah, he is. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa. Stats say that Tua is one of the best in the league, but I'm still taking, I'm taking Josh, Josh Allen, Allen all day, dude. I don't know who I'm taking over Josh Allen is my point. It's close with Patty Ice, but I think I'm still taking Josh Allen. And I think those two guys are the clear-cut number one quarterbacks in the league right now. Like, there were a lot of people saying, hey, you know, Tom and Aaron's time is clearly coming to an end. Like, whether that's, you know, next year or three years from now. Like, they're they're on the back end of their career, obviously. Yeah. And Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes is the rivalry that's going to replace them. Yeah, I think it is a I think it is one of the biggest stories in the NFL right now, this Josh Allen elbow injury. Keep an eye on that. What did you guys think about this Terry Bradshaw situation here on Football 50 presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza? Terry Bradshaw made an off-the-cuff freelance comment about suicide on Fox NFL Sunday the other day. And people are legitimately pissed about it. And here's what I'll say about Terry Bradshaw, and I know he's beloved. It's been time for him to step away from TV. He should not be on Fox NFL Sunday every single Sunday. He should not be there full time. I think he shouldn't be on TV at all. His ability to speak is diminished. His ability to think clearly is diminished. They need somebody else. And if that's Tom Brady, hey, let Tom replace him. But I'm telling you now, Terry Bradshaw should have been put out to pasture years ago. And I know this may seem like I'm being a stick in the mud. Suicide in this day and age is nothing to joke about. No, it's not. It is not a, a it's not something of comedy. Suicide is a real problem in this country, and I just don't think it's funny. And I don't think Terry Bradshaw is in touch with reality. Jake, I think they should have whacked him two years ago. Yeah, and I think, you know, the, the Fox NFL Sunday crew, like, with all due respect, is old. Like, it is. Like, you, you're, you're missing... The prime demo now. You've aged out of it. Like, I got news for you. 70-year-olds aren't the prime demo anymore. I think Howie Long still works. eh, I do. I mean, he works, but my point is is that you're getting to a point where with this Fox crew where you're going to have to start replacing these guys, and you're going to have to go through change. It's a cycle of life. And You know, but one of the the things that comes to mind when you say that, look at what NBC's doing. NBC has Chris Sims, Mike Florio, Jason Garrett, um, their older guy. You know, like, it, I mean, Jason Garrett has to be there, but Tony Dungy's their older guy with Mike Tirico. I think you're exactly right. Like, age-wise, I think NBC, absolutely. Why do you think Tony Romo was hired by CBS? Yeah. Because he's a younger guy but that you plays to that the works. demo. You yeah. see how that works, yes. though. You don't have to have all young guys, but you got to have young Mostly guys young guys, younger guys. old guys. Why like, is Pat McAfee so well-paid? Because yeah. he's a young guy that relates. I absolutely... Yeah. I think that is but that I, is spot on. But I agree. Before we move on from this, I do think he should have been let go for this comment. And I do think that that unfortunately, like as someone who's in broadcasting, if you will, or someone who does a show like this every day, like if someone said to me, "Hey, it's your time to move on," like that would be crappy. But like you, you know, have to consider it's, it. It's just it's just time. Like that's just life. Yep. Uh, let's see. Tom Basilius says Terry Broadshaws and every man of that generation. His comments don't surprise me. They. Well, that's the point. They don't surprise me either. Yeah. They don't. And uh, it, it's and just... And I don't think they surprise a lot of people, and that's why I think it's a bad look. No, M.Y. Monty fan says, you mean Lord Thomas Brady of the 12th of Gis- Giselleville? I think Gisville. That could be. Absolutely. Uh, Terry Bradshaw. I read that one. Uh, M. Morris says, I say we stay out of uh, pumping the popular narrative on everything. Who cares about these no sports things? 
Uh, I'm going to say that this is a sports thing, This is thing, a bro. sports thing. I, I, I'm sorry, man, but yep. it is. Good morning from the bakery. Remember to give me a like, McKinley okay, Cutler bro, says. I need to know. I need to know what your bakery is, number one. Number two, what do you bake? What yeah, is what your, are you baking? Are you muffins, cookies, cakes? Like, what are you baking? Yeah, I need to know because I'm a huge fan. Like, right now when he says bake good, a, a cherry Danish sounds amazing to me. Not as amazing as Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's presents How to Change the Way You Pizza. Step one, carefully knead dough. Step two, artfully spread sauce. Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four, realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it. For a limited time only, get the Hog Heaven Pizza with Canadian bacon, ground sausage, and crispy bacon. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza. Indeed, you should by downloading the Papa Murphy's app. It's so easy to use. I mean, the Papa Murphy's app is, you know the beautiful thing about it? It's, it's, it's simplicity. It's super easy. You order your pizza. You can customize it. You can order one of their regular, you know, their regular standard pizzas or whatever it might be. And then you say, hey, what time do you want to pick it up? Okay, well, it's 7.30 in the morning. I want to pick it up at 5.30 in the afternoon. Boom, done. You walk in Papa Murphy's. It's sitting right there on the takeout rack. That's it, Skippy. It's awesome. Don't forget the take and bake chocolate chip cookie dough. It's a must-have. It is a must-have. A couple more because I see some people uh, commenting on Terry Bradshaw. Does Terry Bradshaw, Josh says, does Terry Bradshaw say this if he wasn't going through his cancer stuff? Could there could there be more here with Terry? And for those of you who don't know, Terry's been battling cancer for the last several years. Okay, I so, understand yeah. the sentiment of that question. I, I, I don't even mind the question. I want to be really clear on that. But but there's a simple truth in broadcasting that it doesn't it, it just doesn't matter what you're dealing with behind the scenes because whether you're LeBron or you're Terry Bradshaw or you're Tony Romo, right? If you are making suicide jokes or you happen to drop an N-bomb on a hot mic that you thought was a cold mic, right? It doesn't matter if you are dealing with cancer in that sense. Like, obviously, dealing with cancer is a horrible thing, but in that light, like, you're a professional. There are standards, and you have to live up to those standards every single day. Yeah, and I think the thing that we always forget is you have to have empathy for your viewer. Yeah. Your your viewer's not here for suicide jokes. Your viewer's here to talk football on, on Fox NFL Sunday. Uh, Tom Basilius, of course you do. He says, I bake Papa Murphy's pizza using the code Monty25. I'm for real. But of course you do. I'm for real. Of course you do. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, gobble, gobble pizza. Exactly yes. right. Uh, hot Heavens pizza with olives. Hog Jerem. Heavens. Did he, no, he said no, hot heavens. No, it heaven. should be hog heaven. Hog though. heaven. Yeah. But there's no olives, Jerem. Yeah. I, I, Jerem? I, I don't under, we've been over this, and frankly... If you're going to keep rolling in here with olives, we're probably going to have to have like a, you know, performance review of your comments and, you know, really talk about it and work on it, you know? Jerem, we don't do Satan's giblets on this show. Olives, no. I'll drop that motherfucker. No, no you know. Uh, Salty Drunk says, I bake brownies 8 a.m. every morning, regular like clockwork. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um... Gumbalicious says in old Soviet Union, Papa Murphy's takes you. Uh, okay. Okay. I mean, listen, I, you know, I I don't know. I don't, you, these comments today, you know, these kids today, Jake. Yeah. 
you know. They're all casuals. Yeah, but they should go to utahadvocates.com when they need an injury attorney because the advocates are Utah's best injury attorneys. Facts. No doubt about it. They present the Monty Show, and I say every day on this show, we try to bring you partners like the advocates that are local, that make a difference in your life. And I don't know that we have a partner that makes more of a difference in your life when the chips are down and you've been injured in an accident, whether that's a motorcycle accident, a car accident, you got hurt at work. Um, you know, you, you got, you had a medical malpractice situation. Nobody does it better than the advocates, utahadvocates.com. Make sure that, um, you know, you have somebody that's fighting for you because when you get in a car accident, I guarantee you, the insurance company has hundreds and thousands of lawyers. Why shouldn't you be represented? Because I'm telling you now that your insurance company is not trying to get you all the money you deserve. They're trying to keep as much money as they can and pay you as little as possible, right? So when they hand you that check and they're like, here, just sign right here. Don't sign right there. Don't let the insurance company represent you. Let the advocates represent you. They're going to fight for you at utahadvocates.com. There's never a consultation free. There's never a, a retainer. No, no, you don't pay the advocates until they win your case at utahadvocates.com. And the best part is you can chat with them live online right now at utahadvocates.com. The Utah Jazz win again. They win again. They're 9-3. and three. They have the best record in the West, and it feels good this morning at 7.04 on Tuesday, November 8th, to be a Utah Jazz fan. Yeah. It feels really good because, you know, the, the, the other thing that I was thinking about last night, they go to the half, and it's a close-ish game, and I'm like, you know what? I expect them to win this game. I expect them to win this game. Yeah. I expect Will Hardy to make halftime adjustments even though it's 2 a.m. because this game tipped off at 8.15. Which I'm so sick and tired of, by the way. Like, can we get normal time slots? No. Um, the point is, well, you get 5.30 tomorrow when they're in Atlanta. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, but the point is, you expect the Jazz to win games. And I think if I said to you in July, hey, in November, uh, you know, they're going to L.A. to play the Lakers and the Clippers back-to-back, -back. do you expect them to win those games? You would, no way you would have said yes. I think your answer would have been, well, I hope not. It's ridiculous. I hope they lose both those games. Well, guess what? They won both those games, and they just beat the Lakers again. They're 9-3. and three. They're number one in the West. Yeah. Is it good enough? Are you happy about it? Like, well, I think it's more than good enough. I think it's, I, I, I think, you know, if it's not good enough for you, you need to, you need to, you know, reconsider where this team is at and what the preseason expectations were. And, and yeah, like, we, we got a comment earlier in the show about how, you know, we were the the media, quote unquote, was was negative on the Jazz, and and frankly, yeah, we were because there wasn't any anything really that said to us that this team was going to be good. And anybody who tells you that they knew this team was going to be good and they expected this team to be good is out of their mind. They're not telling you the truth because nobody who watches NBA basketball and is of sound mind would tell you, hey, this team was going to be good. This team was going to be five seed good or four seed good or three seed good. Like nobody saw that coming. And, and, and I think that's why it feels so good because nobody, nobody expected this team to do anything. Nobody expected 
Colin Sexton to to be a 20 to 25 minute a night guy and give you 20 like 18 to 23 points like nobody expected Walker Kessler to to be as athletic as he is to be able to you know block guys the way he does like I get it you know yesterday you know we we kind of disagree on where Walker Kessler's at right like I I like where his game is at right now he does have improving to do no doubt but he's a young guy you know like like he's doing he's contributing to the team right now like but nobody saw that coming I don't think anybody saw you know coming that will hardy was gonna be this great head coach and his guys are gonna love playing for him i think we knew he's a young head coach we knew that you know yeah like he's probably gonna be a player's coach but you never know and and that's why i say it's just about saying yeah they are overachieving next month when they lose 10 to 12 are you gonna be in the dumps and say that this team now has to tank even though that's not an option for this team anymore like, that's where I think as a Jazz fan and the Jazz fan based in the big picture needs to get a real good, clean-cut grip on where this team is at. So then that way you're able to enjoy the successes and you don't get too low when they do lose and they go through a tough stretch. Yep, Jazz win last night, 139-116 over the LA Lakers. Make sure you give us a like. Uh, please click that thumbs up button below uh, to help us grow the channel. Absolutely appreciate you doing that. And I think... You know, one of the questions you have to ask now at nine and three sitting on top of the West is who are the real contenders in the Western Conference? Because once you get into, you know, the teens, you know, because here we are, you've played 12 games now. Patterns are emerging, right? Yeah. When I say to you, like, who who are the teams that you look at as a playoff team in the West? I don't think there's any question you think the Jazz are going to make the playoffs now. Yeah, 100%. Right? I, my, my opinion on the West is, first of all, I think it's the Warriors and everybody else. Until someone shows me you can beat the Warriors in a seven-game series, it's the Warriors and everybody else. That's my opinion. I think then after the Warriors, you've got a couple of teams. I think you've got the Suns. I think you've got Memphis. Um, you know, you, you you look at some of the other teams that are that are going to be problems. Like, that's where I think the Jazz could push those teams. Like, I, like they've shown the ability to beat Memphis. Now, was Memphis playing their best? Is Memphis, you know, different in a seven-gamer? It doesn't yes, matter. But it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter, right? Like, you've shown the ability to beat those teams. So, to me... It's like, yeah, like we look at the we look at the conference and 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 I think like Denver's a perfect example. Denver's got to show that they can they can stay healthy number 1 and number 2 that they, they got to show win. that they can defend. Yeah, They're like, giving up 114 points a game. Like that's a lot, you know. So to me it's like you have talent, but I know what the Jazz are right now. I know that in I guess the question really is what, is this the best version of Jazz basketball that we get this year? Like that's where I'm kind of at like is this their ceiling, what we're getting right now? Or is there a little bit more that they can squeeze out? Is there is there this next little step that they can take defensively? Is there this next sort of step they can take rotationally where Will Hardy has a real good grip on, like, what an Agbaji can give him if, you know, a couple of guys get into foul trouble against the Warriors, you know? That's what I'm curious about. Like, what is that next kind of minutia step yeah. that they can take to really help them. No, I think you're exactly right. I think M.I. Monty fan is exactly right when he says, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Oh, the Nuggets, Clippers, Warriors, Suns are for real. What the fuck are you talking about? Make your daughter Donnie, cry. Donnie, you're I out of your element. Apologize a million times. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss hey Jackson. Guys. The Jazz are for real. Uh, I think you're exactly right. Clippers, Warriors, Suns are for real. Nuggets are for real. Um, when I look at the West, 
you made me sing that song, and I appreciate you for that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> like, look at Portland at seven and three. Josh Hart hit not another game. Not for real. Not for I real. agree. Not for real. The Phoenix Suns at seven and three. For real. Even I without think they, CP, they're for real. They're going to have to make some some roster adjustments at the deadline. Yeah. And, and again, remember, the trade deadline is before the All Star game, which I think is exactly the right way to do it. Because it makes for more drama at the All-Star game. Uh, the Denver Nuggets at 7-3 and three can't win on the road. They're undefeated at home. For real? No. Nah. Not I, for I, real. I, you got to prove it, man. You got to show Not the, for real. No, I think you ha- they, that's a team that needs to prove that they can, you know, win tough games. Dude, I look at the, some of their numbers. They, Michael dude, Porter they have Jr. Good numbers. Yes, they do. They've play, he's played nine games. He's averaging 17.9 points a game. But the other thing that he's doing is rebounding. He's pulling down seven boards a game. Right. I mean, that's legit. Michael Porter Jr. is giving them big minutes. But can he stay healthy? I don't know. You've that's only what got I want to see. you've only got eight times this many games to go. Um, <laughs> you know, you got Jamal Murray playing nine nine games, twenty seven minutes, fifteen points a game. Yeah. I mean, the, like they're getting contributions, and I think the way Michael Malone has handled that team. And yeah, it's the not minute Mike, it's Michael, it's please. Michael Malone. Yeah. The minutes distribution on that team, I absolutely think the Nuggets are for real. I, I don't think there's any doubt if they can figure out how to win on the road, because the best teams in the world win on the road, right? And and again, yes, the Utah Jazz. Not to keep talking to the Jazz. Yeah, they're four and three. They're a game over five hundred on the road, yeah. undefeated at home, five and zero oh at home. Um, but the team that the team that really in my mind worries you because they went on the road is the LA Clippers. Yeah. They're very good on the road. They you play know? defense, and I think they have stopping power. And that's that's the thing. Like when you have a guy like Paul George who can, you know, post up multiple guys and be relentless about it and get high percentage looks whenever, that's gonna allow you to win tough games. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know the Clippers are a great half court team. You know that. You, you like you know that 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 the Jazz are gonna struggle against the Clippers in the half court, which mm. is why those games were close, which is why those games were tough. And and that's what I'm saying. Like you, you it does like your point earlier and over the last week about Vando and guarding Paul George. I want to see that matchup because if, if Vanderbilt can hold Paul George to even eight less points, 10 less points on any given night, that's going to make a huge impact on if what the Clippers Vando can do. can take his legs away late in games by making him work hard for three quarters, you feel good. But by the way, who are the only two winless teams on the road? The LA Lakers and the Golden State Warriors at 0-6. Mm-hmm. That's why they're struggling. Like I, 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 I actually don't think it's that difficult to diagnose what's going on in the NBA. And I think you look out east, and there's, there is no doubt that the worst teams in the east – are the Detroit Pistons and the Orlando Magic. Both of them are winless on the road. Yeah, It's not rocket science. You've got to win away from home because I think most teams, who are the two best teams in the, in the East? The Milwaukee Bucks and the Cleveland Cavaliers, undefeated at home. Mm-hmm. Like you look at the way that these teams play games and most teams, Toronto, Atlanta, Boston, Cleveland, Milwaukee are very good at home. Look at mid-table Washington, ninth, two and three at home. The Knicks are three and two at home. The Pacers are three and two at home. The Sixers, who are 10th in the East right now. I said the Philadelphia 76ers are 10th in the East without an injured James Harden right now. (laughs) They're two and four at home. This is not hard to diagnose. Yeah. This is not. Of the teams out of the playoffs, 
Brooklyn, Miami, Charlotte, Detroit, and Orlando. I thought you said Brooklyn was out of the playoffs. They're in 11th at 4-7. and seven. By the way, 2-4 and four at home, 2-3 and three on the road. Uh, I think it's the Heat that are going to make the playoffs. I, I, this, this Kyrie combustion happening in Brooklyn is yes. not easy to overcome. Burn it to the ground, dude. I think in the West, there's only one playoff team out of the playoffs right now. It's the Golden State Warriors. And I, I wonder... I'm, I'm starting to have real questions about whether or not the Minnesota Timberwolves are a playoff team. That is a team Dude. that looks horrendous right now. If you look at that game against the Knicks, 120 to 107. I said they lost to the Knicks, 120 to 107. How many minutes for Rudy? One tw- they gave 120 points yeah. to the Knicks. How many minutes for Rudy, bro? Good Lord. Uh, Rudy Gobert last night did not uh, play. Um, Why did he not play? I don't know. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns played 38 minutes and had 13 boards and 25 points. D'Lo, 14 points. You know, Kyle Anderson, I don't get that still. Nine points. Like, they have no depth whatsoever on that team. And it's because you're paying Cat and and Goobert Rudy Gilbert. Ro- Rody Gubert. With all due respect. $100 million. You have no depth on that team. I, I don't know that they're a playoff. T- it's shocking. They're probably going to figure this out. Yeah. And they're probably going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Let's be very clear about this. I'm not saying that they're, well, it's a disaster. Oh, hey, Fanass said that they weren't going to make the playoffs. Well, that's because they're YouTube ads. I didn't say that. I said I'm having doubts. <laughs> I am having doubts. So it'll be interesting to see. The answer is I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I really don't. Austy says, I'm not surprised about the Lakers or the Sixers or the Nets. Losers. 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 Oh, that's right, Can I? KJ is right. Gobert is in health and safety protocols. Oh, well, that's familiar to him, isn't it? Don't be touching them mics, sir. Please. Salty Drunk says, because there are European players, Jake finds them soft. I don't find them soft. They are soft. Softest team. Who's soft? Rudy Gobert. Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier is hella soft. He, I mean, there's Luka, Luka Doncic. Luka is soft. Luka Doncic is soft. There's no doubt about it. Nets Dragon are, Bender was soft. Oh, boy. Knicks will be 2026 NBA champions, says. <laughs> By the way, does anybody like playing for Tom Thibodeau? Uh, Nets are finished. Stick a fork in them. <laughs> I think they have to cut Kyrie in. And I, you know, it's funny. I was talking to one of my best NBA guys who pretty much is never wrong, mm-hmm. which is why it's harder and harder to get in touch with him. Um, <laughs> I was talking to my NBA guy, uh, yesterday and we were talking about a couple of different NBA topics. But the one thing he said is Kyrie Irving will never play for the Nets again, that he's been told straight up point blank. Kyrie Irving will never suit up for that team again. And the reason, we talked about this yesterday, the laundry list of things that Kyrie's got to do just to get a meeting with the Nets owner yeah. to get reinstated is almost insurmountable for him as a him as an individual, like Kyrie Irving. You're asking him to set his pride aside. And he's no, not what you're asking him to do is set his his morals and his his you know, his principles aside. You're so fucked. And who, listen, I understand that it's, at this point, it's about $29 million he has left, I guess. Mm-hmm. Are you doing that for $29 million bucks? Um, We're going to find I out. Would. We're going to find out how much it costs to buy Kyrie Irving's principles. 
Quick update out of Phoenix. Cam Johnson had his surgery today. Yes. It's going to be out one to two months. Oh, wow. He could be out up to... That means that that was probably... Um, so there's different kinds of meniscus tears. Mm-hmm. Depending on what direction it is, there's like vertical, horizontal. Like if if it's one of those vertical meniscus tears up and down, um, it goes across multiple layers of your meniscus. Those are nasty. It, and I'm curious. They said, said it, it said they removed part of his meniscus, a procedure that should allow him to return in one to two months. Oof. So he's probably six weeks. Those meniscus procedures in November are six to eight weeks because there's no reason to rush back. Yeah. There's no reason to, because the Suns are a playoff team without him. They're not probably Western Conference Finals good without him. Frankly, they're not that good without Chris Paul. Yeah. Uh, which has been the flaw of their team for the last two years. But yeah, that's a big deal. Anyway, my point is I, I was told yesterday by an NBA source who's well-placed. I've known that guy for years. And I, you know who I'm talking about. I mean, yeah. I... I think he's been wrong once in seven years. Yeah. One time in seven years. Don't you know who I am? I don't see him ever suiting up for the Nets again. And I, I you know, we, yeah. I know he's talked about that yesterday, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, I think the, the, the thing that, that is really difficult is just that the Nets don't, in my opinion, right? Like, again, this isn't, this is different than what he was just talking about. But in my personal opinion, I just don't think the Nets like, they're just they've run out of appetite for it the 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 ratio and this is what i say about athletes all the time like and this is this would apply to terry bradshaw too like the value that you bring in your given profession versus the issues that you present is always a relevant conversation that is always the conversation in performance-based industries so for kyrie irving right like the value of of him on the floor has not outweighed being or making those comments or tweets or no. you know all the stuff no, he's don't. done yeah. over the course of his career. And, and I'm not really interested in getting into all that stuff, but my point just is, is like when you put on one hand all the stuff he's done off the court and then you put on another hand all the stuff he's done on the court, you're sitting here. That's the problem. And that's why you don't need to bring Kyrie back. And that's why it is a laundry list. And that's why... He's probably never going to play for the Nets again. And I agree. I, with that. I, I just think Joe Sy's kind of hit the wall, and it, and Joe Sy is about as liberal as an owner as you're going to get. He's going to let you pretty much murder puppies. And I'm a man. You, you, okay, what do you mean you, you murdered that puppy? Okay, that's two games. Like you got to sit out two games. Right. He's an assassin. I mean, it, at some point, you knew Joe Sy was going to run out of tolerance. Like you would think. Yeah, but I guess the, I'll have to figure something out. The other interesting part of this conversation is. What does Adam Silver do when they reinstate Kyrie Irving? Never. That's a big question. Nick, 2026 NBA champ. Your title could be right, by the way. Uh, Mike Melee. I hope I got that right, Mike. Sorry. Uh, Jazz should keep winning and stick to that. Why would you tank for a number one draft pick who eventually leave? I don't even think it's that. And I don't think we got to have that conversation, yeah, dude. I don't. Like, I, yeah, I don't think they're tanking. Uh, James Griffin says Minnesota Timber Puff. You, please be respectful of their name. They're the Timber Puppies. Sorry if you're offended by that. Rain says Utah Jazz NBA 2022-2023 champions. Right. If you could just give us some of what you're smoking today, that'd be great. <coughs> um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, NY Monty fan says Rudith Gubert. Rudith is a Rudith. new one. Okay. And I like it. 
Uh, Rudovich just needs the Wolves to figure out how to use him. He's a great player, but you have to figure it out. Wait, that's, I, I and thought that's, said that, though. That's why you can't pay him you know, $50 but, million. But hold on. I thought, I thought the Jazz had to figure out how to use him. Too, I thought I thought that that you know this was a you know Rudy was some star player and and it was Donovan not Rudy and you know there were all these issues. Not that you know New York Monty fan said that himself, but but that was kind of the sentiment. Like let's not forget that. Oh my God, Donovan is this a hole and Rudy is the best thing since sliced bread and he's he's amazing and he is a forty five million dollar a year player well. and he is all of this and it's like no dude. He's not. How many fights did we have Jesus, on this show about like, that? I just, I don't understand why it's so difficult to see it. The yeah. guy is wonderfully talented for he his is. size. Hell of a rebounder, right? Like, hell of a rim protector. I'm not going to keep using the word defender because he's not a hell of a defender. He is a hell of a rim protector. He's the best rim protector in the world. Like, you get, you get him outside of the paint, we're having a different conversation. And that's okay. That's not Rudy's fault. And this is the hill I've died on with this guy. Like, it's yes. not some horrible thing yes. that the guy gets taken out to the three-point line and abused repeatedly in the corner. Like, that's not his fault. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, G- uh, Jeremy Bolton, good morning to you, friend. Good to see you as always. Kyrie hasn't been special on the court for a couple of years. Uh, no, I disagree. I, disagree. I think he's really I, – I think he is still really good. Yeah, he's one of the he, – he, I think Steph's ball handling has continued to approve, uh, improve over the years, and I think that – they are one in one A as far as who's got a better handle. And I think overall, they're basically the same player, except Steph can shoot the three at a much higher rate. But I want the ball in Kyrie's hand if I need a shot. Oh, no, I disagree. With him, in, with him making a shot, Kyrie mm. loves that moment. Yeah, he does. And I think, but on that, now on that team, I mean, I want Kevin Durant to take my, the shot. Well, Let's here's my deal, real. though. Here's my deal. Like when we, yeah, I would agree you want Kevin to take the shot, but like, when I compare Steph and Curry, my biggest thing now that we've had time and Curry's played, like Curry has now shown us he didn't need Kevin Durant, right? Curry's shown us he didn't need oh, his LeBron. Don't, don't, please, please. But I'm just telling I, you, dude, I, like it's different now. But the, it's different now. See, like for instance, you know, um, that's going to open up a can of whoop ass. Well, that's, that's just his. Uh, and Morris says, what's up with Leonard in the clips? He's got a sore knee. And he, hey, uh, Kawhi Leonard is struggling with a sore knee. He, he's coming off a major knee surgery. And it, I'm telling you, it's a full year to return from a knee injury. And it's two years if you like, look at Gordon Hayward, like yeah. that broken leg. It's years to come back from that. Yeah. Uh, ACLs, you need a full, this is the Jamal Murray thing. This is why he didn't play last year because they didn't want to rush him back because it takes a full year to recover from that. Yeah. Kawhi is, Kawhi is a full year on, but he's, He's dealing with soreness and swelling. Hey, you know, Salty Drunk says uh, Luca is not likable guy, but it can't can't be denied he's a superstar. Oh, I don't I don't think anybody denies his talent. He's just a dick. Yeah, like the guy. There is. Uh, I don't generally use the word hate. If you listen to this show, like I don't say hate very often. I hate Luca Doncic. Are we clear on that? He's that guy, and obviously I don't know him personally, so I don't hate him as a human, as a player. You can hate somebody as a human. You're a douche. You can't hate a guy as a human. As a player, I can't stand him. Get a fast pass for douche mountain because he's a douche. Dude, but his talent's undeniable. His shot making's undeniable. You know, like it is, it it is, yeah, it is, uh, yeah. Uh, Nick's uh, 2026 says Kyrie will probably be forced to retire. I don't know. I don't even know that the Lakers will touch him. He's that radioactive. 
He, he made his you bet. Know. It's time to lay in it. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, what he used to be, say, three, four years ago, he's not even close to that level he once was. I just think he hasn't played enough basketball. Nah. If we're being really honest about Kyrie, I think the skill is still there. The ability is still there. you got to play games. Yep. And he just doesn't play games. Game speed, bro. Uh, Eric and Raleigh wants to know if the Timberwolves are going to win the East, Jake. I don't know. Are you going to get any new material? <laughs> so you've reached that point with yeah, this comment. Nice. Jake said once, like four months, three, four months ago, over the summer. Yeah. Jake was talking about NBA playoffs, and he mistakenly said, well, the, the Timberwolves are in the East. That's it, Skippy. You know, like you just misspeak, and people will not let you forget. I'm about not that so. One. I'm I, like, I'm just saying it's tired. Like I'm saying, it is tired. It, it, like it's it's tired. It like is, yeah. I I don't mind that you're busting my chops about it, but I'm just saying like it's tired. That's all. Uh, Lopes fan Gabe, good morning to you. I'm probably late to the conversation, but Powerball drawing still delayed because of security protocol. That's not sus. Yeah, they need the launch codes. Well, but here's what happened, <laughs> by the way, uh, here on the Monty Show, presented by. Uh, our good friends at the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. What happened was in the Powerball, um, one state, and they're not going to say who the state is, but one state <laughs> didn't submit their tickets. It's internal. So what happens is they like get all up in that and they insert the tickets and stuff. So all of the winning numbers, like when you go to, like I go to Wyoming, I'll go, I go up to Evanston, Wyoming to buy tickets. They electronically submit all of those numbers that were printed on my tickets. Right. One state did not submit those numbers. That's an issue. So they cannot draw until all of the states have, have submitted all of the numbers that were purchased. Um, so until that happens, they're not going to draw. And they're, try, they're, they're saying that they're going to have that drawing this morning. I don't know. We'll see. Catch we'll me see. outside. How about that? Mike says, thanks for reading my comment. You guys are awesome. Media trying to make the jazz tank. Shake my head. No tanking. No tanking. Uh, let's see. Eric and Raleigh says there's no place in the NBA for a big who is zero on offense and refuses to defend the perimeter, the perimeter and pick and roll. Ding. Yeah. Uh, Richie says Kyrie just didn't fit with the Nets. He needs LeBron. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> Does he? <laughs> How would you pronounce R A S? It's like lasagna, but the silence, the G is silent. Yeah, so the silent. R is going to be silent, so it's Asanga. You know, bossa nova. Anyway, the point is, the point is, um, I wonder if he does need a guy like LeBron. Yeah. But doesn't he have that guy in KD? I just think LeBron is a lot more of a hard ass in the locker room. And I think KD just lets guys do what they do. You know, and uh, my Monty fan says, I never said pay Rudith that bag. You can't pay that much for defense. Sorry, this is not the NFL. Ding. Totally true, dude. Teams totally are taking true. advantage of shooting threes on the T-Wolves. Gobert exposed at the three-point line <laughs> repeatedly. Um, Richie says, what would all have different? We would all have a different conversation if Kyrie didn't step on Giannis's foot. And Durant didn't step on the three-point line. Yeah, My but they God. did, dude. They dude, did. You're so like, but, I, but we've I, talked like, about that. I mean, that. it's true. If, if yeah. dude's foot wasn't like 87 sizes too big, like, yeah, that would have been a game winner. Like, I remember that. I remember watching that and being like, damn, dude. Like, he, like you could see the play develop. You could see him in rhythm roll right into the shot like it was perfect. And his foot was too they close probably to the line. if if none of that if if he doesn't step on the line they win the championship in my opinion I, I I'm I'm convinced of that but he did so they didn't it's just that simple you know and it's as simple as you going to TridayTrading.com slash Monty to watch a free webinar because all of our Utah Jazz talk and NBA talk is presented by the uh, good friends at TridayTrading.com. 
it's exactly what it sounds like, day trading. There are people every day in this country who make hundreds and thousands of dollars every day, every day, day trading. Day trading is such a prolific way of making a living now that the IRS and accountants have tax strategies to help day traders. And when I say day traders, it's not your typical Walmart, you know, or Wall Street, you know, hey, I'm going to hold on to this for 10 years. It's not Apple or Amazon. It's quick hits. It's day trading so that you can make money. And the best part about TridayTrading.com is they're giving you a free webinar. There's no obli obligation. Do you know what day trading is? Do you know how it can impact your life? Are you the guy right now that's like, damn, dude, I got to go drive Uber Eats again today? Hey, you know what? I worked my nine to five, but I can't afford to pay my rent or I can't afford Jimmy's, you know, GI Joe man with the Kung Fu grip for Christmas. So I better go drive, you know, DoorDash. Y'all feel me? And now you're away from home and the kids are getting older and you're missing sporting events and you're missing plays and you're not spending quality time with the family because you haven't gone to TridayTrading.com slash Monty to watch the free webinar. If you hate your boss and you hate your job, if it's hard for you to get out of bed every day because you're not excited about your life, go watch the free webinar. Do what needs to be done. Stop making excuses and start making money because it's one of the things I tell you every day. You can make excuses or you can make money, but you can't do both, right? Put down your phone, get off of Instagram, get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty, watch the free webinar and then make a decision. If I'm an idiot and I don't know what I'm talking about, which people tell me every day, uh, watch the webinar and then tell me I'm an idiot. But you and I both know if you're ready to build that house, to take that vacation, to buy that Kung Fu grip for your kid at Christmas, trydaytrading.com slash Monty. If you want to stop worrying about paying your light bill, trydaytrading.com slash Monty. If you want to stop with the, the incessant new side hustle every week, every month, 10 a year that never make you money and you're broke because you've tried so many, trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Because that all comes to an end. I kid you not. It's over. I have the solution. Do you have the balls to go and do it? Trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Just watch the free webinar and let it change your life. Uh, 732 on the Monty Show, talking NBA, talking jazz. They're nine and three after they beat the Lakers yet again last night, this time at Vivint Arena. 139 <laughs> to 116. They dropped hey, a, hun a hundo 40 on the Lakers yeah. last night. 139, 116. Uh, the Jazz are in Atlanta tomorrow at 5.30. The league is off today for Election Day. They wanted to give their, their players, staff, uh, entire organizations the freedom and, and movement to go and vote. So there are no games. There are no practices in the NBA today so that everybody in the league can go and vote. Uh, back underway tomorrow. And I, I guess the question that we've been asking is, how legit are the Jazz? And, and where are you at with your team? Like if, if, in the comments, I'd love to hear from you guys. Like I'm a Chicago Bulls fan and we've talked about this repeatedly on this show. Alex Caruso is the best player in the NBA. Ask my guy, Jeremy Bolton. Right, right. The Bulls cruise to a 111-97 win over the Toronto Raptors. And they did it because Zach Levine played 32 minutes. It gave him 30 points, five dimes, three boards and two steals. Right. How many games is he going to miss with a sore knee now? Now that you gave him his max extension that everybody said you had to give him, and you didn't make the Gobert trade for Pat Williams, thankfully, because Patrick Williams has not been good this year, how many games is Zach Levine going to miss? When we look at teams in the East, I'm telling you right now, the Bulls are not legit. 
And why are the Bulls not legit? Because they still have Vucevic as their center who got dunked on hardcore last night. That's right, T. Because they're not getting better. They're stagnant. They're the same team. The only guy on this team that I can point to on a night-in, night-out basis for the Chicago Bulls that's getting better is Io DeSumo, the young guard out of Chicago, out of the University of Illinois, who's now your starting point guard, as he should be, right? That's the guy that's growing and getting better. I don't know anybody else on that roster that's getting better. Are the Chicago Bulls a legitimate championship contender in the East? They're not. No. Because they're stagnant. So who's your team, and are they legit? That's a question that I would ask. Uh, oh, boy. Jerem Patterson. Boy, starting a franchise, LeBron or MJ and why? Come on. This isn't even a question. Come on. Are, are, you, are we are really you serious, still dude? having this conversation? Michael and I sat down and we talked about it. There's nothing. It, it's Michael Jordan. And if I have to explain why, no, man. Uh, Scott Howard says, THT had a filthy crossover on Marcus Morris and then a nice poster on Jones last night. Yep. Well, I think THT's being used the way that his game says he should be used. He's not a, a spot-up perimeter <laughs> three-point shooter like the Lakers were trying to get him to be. And I, don't th I think He's they're not. running him out there for the right amount of time. Like, you don't want to overexpose the guy either. Yep, Jeremy Bolton says, how about Caruso's defense last night on the number two top play? Hey, man, everybody gets got. You play, you play long enough in the NBA, you're going to get beat. I, I will again say, and this is a – Jeremy Bolton hates that we, we – we say this, but Alex Caruso is the cherry on top of any championship caliber team. Yeah. He's the guy that if you put him on Milwaukee, if you put him on Cleveland, uh, you put him on the Suns, you put him on any of those top teams, he makes them a, a, a better team. Because he does. The, right everybody now. needs those little things. You know, like, yeah, Boyd Lake says MJ all the way. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, THT dunk last night was 90s style. Totally. It, the Ananobi dunk on Vucevic was, if you haven't seen that, go find it. Because it is, woo. That, that is, uh, yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah, read that last question at the bottom of the stack. No, no, Binks. From Giggity. Yeah, Giggity's exact. I, well, I didn't want to say it. I mean, Jerem's a good <laughs> listener to the show. MJ versus LeBron is a Tanner level question. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey guys. It is. That's very, that's exactly how, that's exactly how Tanner would do hey guys. it. But Tanner would be, how come you're not playing the Tanner drop? Tanner would be far more ridiculous with his question. Oh my God, just like that. Oh. He would be like, hey, hey guys, 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 I'm on the train passing RSL. Oh my um, God. Just so let me ask you guys, guys, we're, no, seriously, real question here. Real question. If you could go back in time and smell the farts of one jazz center, would it be Mark Eaton or Rudy Gobert? Oh my God, just like that. Oh. Who would it be? Go. Tell me now. <laughs> That's the Tanner level question. Oh, so, man. Wow. What? what? That, that's amazing. You know, I mean. Incredible. Jeremy Bolton says, guys, 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 Kurt Rambis or John Crotty? <laughs> oh my God, just like that. Oh. John Crotty for the win. Oh my God, John Crotty is amazing. Oh, uh, my Monty fan says, shout out to Mo Bamba. Exactly. Cam Harrison says, uh, good morning, guys. What happened to the Mo Bamba soundbite? Dude, we played it like eight times yesterday, bro. Like, like, come on, dude. Jake hates our listeners and he won't play their favorite drops. I'm looking for it, he, dude. He, I don't have it right off the top of my head here. He, he doesn't like you. He's a separatist. Take that, you clap having Jezebel. Jake hates everybody. 
He's so negative. Jake only likes himself. Wish this was you. And the girl he and the girl he went back to. Why? Why? They're separatists. Why? Um, what do you mean? Why you got to take it down that road, you bro? You broke up with her over text, bro. I did not. Okay, FaceTime, text, same thing. Uh, like, why you got to take it down that road? What road? That's quite enough. We get it. <laughs> Jake Don't is, be rude. Jake can't find the Obama drop. No, I can't because I'm I'm too busy thinking about you know other stuff now. You know what I mean? We have so many drops. That Dude, I literally have. I probably have hundreds. Like literally hundreds. But that new drop is the best drop yeah. of all time. Yeah. It is. It just is what it is. Jeremy says, I have an amazing story about Robbie Reed owning John Crotty on a 1v1 at a Jazz Junior camp I went to as a kid. You know. Okay. That's fine. Uh, Neville93 says, F-bomb, please. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, it's Jerry West or Danny Ainge. Jake Dane. Uh, did Jake Dane ask a question? Uh, I don't know. I, I, this, the comment section today is incredible. Thank you guys. Please, everybody who's here, give us a thumbs up or a like. I, uh, we really appreciate that. I don't, you know, Jake Dane, I don't see your comments, so I'm not sure. Cam Harrison uh, said, I missed part of the show. I'll listen again on Spotify. It's all good. Charlotte Bobcat Hornet guy. <laughs> okay. Mike says, uh, LeBron would beat MJ because he's well-rested no, from no. load management. <laughs> Bro, Giddy's well. LeBron well, is yeah. load management. LeBom, LeBom, You know, it's load management. Right. You know, it, it, you know, uh, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, anyway. Bro, like I'm trying to find this drop. And you I, can't it, like, find the Obama drop. There, hey, the there, there it go. is. What Jesus. page is it on? Eleven. Page eleven. Dude. You're eleven pages Bro. deep. Wow. That new drop is a tasty burger, Del Hargis says. Well, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, dude. Like, That's it's, what it's I'm saying. It's a great saying. drop, man. Like, come you on. Know, we've oh, had... my God. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> come on, dude. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Jerem Patterson this says, is Jake, a is, tasty burger. Is, your, is your dad a baker because you're, you've got a nice donut? I, I, I I, I'm not really sure. That, um, that feels awkward. Um, 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 please don't yeah. don't do that again. Yeah, Gage <laughs> Gage Carter said everybody liked the damn show. Yeah, we've got two thousand you know yeah, views today. Two thousand views in two hours. Let's go. Lopes fan Gabe says that new drop has to be Lisa Wilson. <laughs> oh my god, just like that. Yes, oh. yes, yes. It is. It is. I don't even know the guy's name. It's an Instagram let account. Me, let me hear. Let it's me, an I'll Instagram it account that is that is amazing. It's absolutely and, ridiculous. But you guys, wait, before we say this account's name, I'm being very serious. It is. This is. Hey it's guys. pretty much an X-rated account. Like the things he says hey are terrible, nasty, awful things. I'm Preston Bradley. Why would Instagram. you say that? I'm Preston Bradley. I'm telling you, please, if you're gonna go and watch that account. It's a terrible, nasty account, but he, <laughs> I'm a juvenile and occasionally he makes me laugh. Oh my God, just like that. Oh. <laughs> and it, it's a terrible, nasty account. It is, I'm telling you. Uh, and my Monty fan says, ha tasty burger. That's a great one. Yeah. Uh, Austin says, have you guys got your Christmas shopping done yet? Because I'm having a yard sale in two weeks and it's going to be lit, y'all. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, wow. 
Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, football 15, eight minutes after we tell you about our good friends at the Barbecue Pit Stop. Um, you guys, seriously, our, our guys at the Barbecue Pit Stop are amazing. Thanksgiving is just two weeks away. Dude, what? Um, I, what? Two Thanksgiving's weeks? two weeks away. To, yeah, today's the eighth, Bro. dude. Today's dude, the eighth. where is time going? Um, so I'm a big believer in smokers. And I understand, not like the Marble Man. I more mean like Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg. Like, yeah. You, don't ever use another charcoal briquette. Please, I'm begging you. Don't use propane. Get yourself a Traeger smoker. I'm a huge Traeger guy. They don't advertise on the show, by the way. Traeger does not. But when you go to Barbecue Pit Stop, any of their five Utah locations, Logan, Layton, uh, Murray, Lehigh, St. George, any of them, they all have the best equipment. You know that. As soon as you hear the name Barbecue Pit Stop, the best equipment in the barbecue business. You yes. know that. But you're going to the barbecue pit stop for the guys. Now, if you walk in there and you say, Monty said I had to get the asado seasoning. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to blame you because we all know that the asado seasoning that you see right there on your screen. Flavor Knuckles. From Flavor Knuckles. Asado seasoning from Flavor, Flavor Knuckles is plain and simply put the best stuff in the business. <laughs> like, I think we're all aware of that. But what you're getting at barbecue pit stop is you're getting the best dudes. Like their staff there, you know, whether it's Steve, the owner of the Lehigh shop, any of the guys at any of the barbecue pit stops, they're all passionate about smoking. They're all passionate about the best brisket, wings, steaks, chops. Like they'll give you the secret sauce, man. They'll tell you, hey, if you go in there and say, hey, you know, I really want to make some bomb wings for my, you know, for my Thanksgiving buffet. Right, you're having everybody over to your house. You could legit say that too, by the way. Like, hey, like legit. You know, I'm gonna smoke a turkey breast for my Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. What's the best seasoning you have for that? Boom, right over here, it's this one because X, Y, Z. Yeah. And by the way, here's how you use that. I would let, you know, they're gonna tell you, season it up, but let it rest after you season it so it breaks down the skin. And the seasoning, <laughs> strategy, the sir. seasoning penetrates that breast. Yes. Because you always want the breast to be. And you need it seasoned well like if they give you those little tips and they're going to say by the way what else are you making well i'm making some yams hey you know you might want to try this you know we're making cauliflower well hey we have this great dust for cauliflower Razzle, dazzle. they have it all they're good guys and by the way you can also get to barbecuepitstop.com bbqpitstop.com you see it right there on the screen and you can chat with them and ask them all the same questions. They'll answer all your questions live. And if you're online. out of state, they will ship. By the way, yeah, they do. They, they have do an ship. online store. Yeah. You so can ship to yourselves. Just make sure you make sure you tell them where you where you heard about them. Yeah. Anytime you go to any of our our partners, please tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. It really does help the show grow. Barbecue Pit Stop in Logan, Layton, Lehigh, St. George, and our good friends in Murray, Salt Lake City. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. M. Alvarez says, if you ever make it to Central Florida, let me know beforehand, and you can have a smoked brisket with mm, your name on it. My dude, guy, let's go. I would smash Let's go. Right yeah. Andy Olson said, did somebody say smokers? Oh, dude. yes, we did. Dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, barbecue pities, show me those ribbies. Okay, okay. Boy, NY Monty fans feeling it this morning. Okay. He is in his feels. That's every day. Salt of the Earth says Jake just fumbled. How well, did Jake fumble? When you've got, you know, probably 400 drops. It's tough, yeah. Like, there's a lot. I would agree with that. Salty, Salty Drunk says, Austi is Tanner's burner account, clearly. 
Okay, now we're doing burner accounts. Boyd Lake says, one of the best decisions I ever made was to buy a pellet grill smoker, my guy. What kind did you buy? Yeah, what did you get? I'm a Traeger guy. Like, what kind of grills do you guys rock? Are you charcoal briquette, propane? Like, are you a Traeger guy? Are you a Yoder, big green egg? Where where are you guys at? Uh, Tanner says, no salty drunk, but since someone said it, it must be true because anything said about me in this show must be true. Oh my God, just like that. Oh. See, you line yourself up for these drops, dude. Like, you make my job so easy, dude. Tanner's my guy. Yeah, come on now. Love you, Tanner. Come on. Uh, If you ever... I read that one already. Uh, Warren (laughs) Franklin says, CWC, hey, guys, let's get go Knicks. We going to win four in a row. Let's go Knicks. The Knicks are legitimately good. Yeah. The Knicks are legitimately good. Slowly but surely. Absolutely right. The Knicks are legitimately good. There is there is no doubt about that. Um, Eric and Raleigh just says super soaker. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Austi says lots of narcissistic listeners. Happy Rudy is playing poorly because he left the Jazz. When we have a way better team right now this year, let it go. I don't think anybody is salty about Rudy. I think people are salty that Donovan Mitchell is going to be the MVP in the NBA. Yeah. He is by far the most valuable player in the league this year. Yeah. He, I mean, I, I think people will boo Donnie when he comes back. I think people will loudly cheer and call for Rudy's number to be retired. Yeah. I think people will Which, want to, to retire me is his asinine. number. To me, yeah. is just You didn't win anything. Dude. Rudy. Uh, like, He's you accomplished know, nothing for the organization. Like, literally. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, you know. Uh, I, let's see. Uh, Jerem Patterson says, I use a wood, uh, woodwind camp chef game changer. Okay. I've never heard like of that. that. That sounds cool though. Jeff Johnson says, uh, always been a charcoal guy. Classic American taste, baby. Wait, try a pellet smoker one time. You won't yeah, say dude. that again. I'm telling you. And my Monty fan says, I could talk sports and smokers all day. Always good to see you. Lopes fan game. There you go. Exactly right. Cause Lopes fan Gabe, who's about as salt of the earth as it gets says, what's yeah, good. And my Monty fan, seriously. Always good to have Lopes fan game around. Um, already read that one. Uh, Boyd Lake says, I got a pit boss. It's a dual gas grill and smoker. Love it. But I know Traeger makes a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. BTS Dance Studio says, THT looks like a future MVP at 21. Okay, That's relax. the thing about TH. But, he, but he's not wrong. I think MVP is always strong, but he's 21 years old. Yeah. He's just a kid. Like, you have no idea what he's capable of doing. No idea. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says salty super smoke soaker this morning. Salty super soaker this morning. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tanner says Jake and Alex Chacon were the ones who gave the S nonsense oxygen. But of course, nobody cares about that because narratives are more important. Wow. Tanner, my guy. Well, you know, it's only Tuesday. Save that for like Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, that, next question. That's a Thursday take. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, it's depressing that I don't have a smoker. You well, need to get one. Dude, call him. Like, phone number. Let's go. Do it. Okay. Welcome to Captain America, America 596 channel. What the f*** are you? Uh, hello, big... <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. Hello, big fan. Listening uh, to you for a month, and you guys are awesome. Jazz did amazing last night against the Lakers. Go, Jazz. Yeah, they... They absolutely did. Appreciate you, man. Thank uh, you. Luis Campazzo says, went with a pit boss, and I love it. There you go. Tanner says, not salty lopes, just dropping facts. Uh-huh. Eric and Raleigh says, uh, the Jazz needed a complete change of culture, and Ainge did it. He really did, though. 
He did. It, do you think they needed a complete change of yeah. uh, of culture? Yeah, I think Quinn needed to move on. I think the negativity in the organization with that group, whether it was Quinn and the coaching staff, the players, like I, I, I even think this goes back to Dennis Lindsay. Like I, I think you did that with Dennis Lindsay. Now you had to do it again with with Quinn and this group, and hopefully, you know, Will Hardy and this setup can can last. Yeah, I think they needed, in my opinion, they needed football at 50. I mean, I think to me, that's what they needed. Yeah, clearly. Because this song changes the culture of the show. Yeah, and it obviously is the best part of your day. No, the best part of your day is when you uh, download the Papa Murphy's app and you order your Papa Murphy's pizza and use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your order of $25 or more. And then you put it on your Pit Boss smoker and it's the best pizza you've ever had. Boss, download the uh, Papa Murphy's app and use the promo code Monty25. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt the biggest story um, in the NFL right now is this Josh Allen elbow injury. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen has a UCL issue. Not it's not injured. It's it's an issue. He got hit with his arm flexed on Sunday. He's had previous ulnar collateral ligament damage. UCL means ulnar collateral ligament. It's a Tommy John injury. He's had injuries with this in the past. He missed a month in his second season. I can't believe he plays this weekend for the Buffalo Bills against the Minnesota Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I think he's probably going to miss that game. Adjust your fantasy lineups accordingly. Um, I think this is a huge story. I think it's by far the biggest story in the NFL. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of quarterback issues in the NFL, you know, and I, and I think that it's unfortunate for Josh Allen that that happened, you know, but, like, you need to rest. Like, ligament damage is very straightforward. It's rest. It's a lot of water. And hopefully, you know, dude can can stay in, you know, decent shape throughout that, that off time that he's inevitably going to have to go through here. And, and if you're the Bills, like, I think this is, you just got to survive. Like, hopefully you can win one or two out of the next, like, four or five with him out. And yeah. then he comes back and you're good to go. I think it's a huge deal. I think the the biggest question for me is, with all of these quarterback issues in the NFL, I think most of them are pretty clear. Tom Brady doesn't have enough weapons. Aaron Rodgers is who we thought he was, which is a pretty mediocre quarterback who doesn't win big games. And Josh Allen is arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And when you look at the the health of quarterbacks, quarterbacks have been pretty healthy, right? Like, but flipping on, you know, flipping on the games this weekend, the problem for the Bills is I think Buffalo is entirely Josh Allen. I think they have a decent offensive line. He's gotten hit quite a bit this year, even though, but he's a big physical quarterback. He likes to run. But they're built on his ability to extend drives. Yeah. They're built on his ability. It's Lamar Jackson. They're built on his ability to extend drives on third down. If Josh Allen doesn't play, the Bills are arguably not a playoff team. Because with all due respect to Case Keenum, he's not Josh Allen. He's not going to propel them forward. So I think that's a huge issue. And I don't know. I think, you know, the other thing, obviously, is last night on Monday Night Football, I mean, I think all of us saw right before our eyes, Lamar Jackson's awesome at running the ball. But the, the fellatio job that's going on this morning on, on Lamar Jackson, to me, I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, the guy the guy is a great quarterback. There's no way around it. But the problem is, is that 
you know, when you get into a postseason game and, and you're playing the best defenses in the league and you got to crack that lock, if you will, like, you you have to pass the football. Like, I, like I, there's just no way around it. Like, I look at what Tom Brady did on that game-winning drive on Sunday Night Football against the Rams, and I'm like, dude, it's not like, you know, a lot of those throws were special or unique or, like, rocket science. Like, he's just delivering the football on time, on target, in the window that he has, and those are completions. And I look at Lamar and I say, hey, you wonder why they didn't want to extend you. You wonder why you you are the guy that hasn't gotten paid yet. I think that's a big reason why. Because well, they look at him and they say, you're going to run. Injury risk is way higher. And you only complete 62% of your passes. And so let's play the Lamar Jackson or game like we did yeah. last hour with Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes. Patty. Tom Brady. Tom. Joe Burrow. Joe. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'd take Lamar. Trevor Lawrence. I would take Lamar. Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think I'd Stop actually it. take Jalen. Oh, I was going to say, if you say that, I, I will come across this table and do nothing. Um, Jared Goff. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar, yeah. Kirk Cousins. Lamar. Kirk Cousins. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa. Lamar. Lamar Jackson, because he's more durable. Matt Stafford. Ah, uh, man, that is close, isn't it? Um, I think the problem this year, I'd take Lamar. But Matt Lamar. Stafford has shown Lamar. an ability, dude. Uh, Derek Carr. Lamar. Really? Yeah. Okay. Russell Wilson. Lamar. Jimmy Garoppolo. Lamar. Your mom. Lamar. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty definitive list right there. I'm not a Lamar Jackson believer. He's not top I'm not. tier. He's I, second I'm just cut. not. Like, that's what he is, and that's why they haven't won enough. Yeah. How about this Vanderbilt defensive back coach? Did you guys hear about this? Dan Jackson, the coach of the DBs at Vanderbilt. Stepping away from the team for a while. Here we go. After he got on social media and defended Kanye West's anti-Semitic we comments. Should we be should we be pushing guys away from their jobs, whether you're an accountant, a garbage man, or a football coach, because you defended Kanye West? Man, I have trouble with this one. I, I think there's levels to it. For Kyrie Irving with the platform he has, you gotta push him away. For somebody at A defensive Jackson, back coach in, at Vanderbilt. At Vanderbilt. Um, Smashville, like it's pretty... That feels very borderline. That feels like, yes, you probably should, but it's borderline. Institution of higher learning. Yeah, I mean, I like probably there locally, yeah, you, you probably do. You're you probably know? pushing them away. For me, for me, over here in Salt Lake City, I don't really care. Like, yeah, honestly, I, I don't care. I don't know, man. You know I, I, mean? I, like, I think that... Oh, man. But you, you see what I'm getting at. Like, the smaller your platform, the less we have to care, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, let's get some of your comments in here. Tanner says, as an Eagle fan, I would take Lamar over Hurts. You're crazy. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I, I And I don't know what Jalen Hurts is going to have to do to get people to respect him. I, I, I truly do not you understand it. You realize Buddy's on course to throw 5,000 yards, right? Like, I mean, he is – the guy is completing – I, I just, he's 68% passer. Like, what more do you need this guy to do? Yeah. And this is the thing that I, I he he has improved so much just year over year. 52% yeah, is rookie year, 61% last year, 68%. 
His highest year is 3,144 yards last year. He's already at 2,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions. And by the way, he's running for six touchdowns, 326 yards. He averaged four yards a carry. Jalen Hurts should be not in the, you know, Lamar conversation. He should be in the MVP conversation. Yeah. They are, in my opinion, undefeated because he is playing elite level quarterback in the national football league yep and i just don't know what more that you want from jalen hurts he's they're eight and oh man yeah and tanner my guess is you're you're just saying that so that you can just get some love for the eagles but yeah it is it is what it is i i don't know um let's see mike maples says most are starting to adopt social media policies because of uh, because of this, it's dangerous. It is dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Gage Carter says, as a Bears fan, I'll take Fields all day, every day, nine times on Sunday over Jackson. Yeah. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not getting into it with. Uh, I'm not. We're I'm, not playing I, your I, little I, games. I'm not. I'm not getting sucked into a Chicago Bears conversation. I'm getting sucked into Papa Murphy's Pizza. I uh, use the promo code MATI25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one, carefully knead dough. Step two, artfully spread sauce. Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four, realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it. For a limited time only, get the Hog Heaven Pizza with Canadian bacon, ground sausage, and crispy bacon. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. Yeah, change the way you pizza at papamurphys.com or download the Papa Murphy's app. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's. By the way, I you know I had a debate uh-huh. with one of the folks here at Maverick Center the other day about sausage versus pepperoni. Guy, okay. I'm telling you it's <laughs> sausage, but you don't like sausage or pepperoni. Gonzaga. So why? Why would you Zog play that? or Zach pizza? You know, pepperoni or sausage. It's sausage all day. I'm a huge Gonzaga. I, uh, uh, should I say that out loud? Let me calculate in my head. Do some equations here. Back, a, of, back of the envelope calculations. I'm a huge fan of sausage. Oh, my God. Just like that. Oh. Why? Why? I'm a huge fan of sausage. I love sausage pizza. I like sausage breakfast sandwiches. Sausage. I want it. Sausage. <laughs> sausage. There you go. <laughs> let me jump in. Let me jump in the deep end of the cesspool with Tanner and say I love sausage. <laughs> you know. Um, yes. Yes. Thank you. Look at everybody coming coming to bat for me, man. And my Monty Finn says Monty twenty five gets you some pineapple and ham. I have seen the. When light. are we having pizza again? Not soon enough. Um, let's see. Boyd Lake says hog heaven sounds amazing. Yes, Seriously, it does. Though. he says sausage all the way. And my Monty fan says hundred percent sausage all the way. Thank you. Ice venom three sixteen says pineapple and ham. There's always that one guy. I don't mind. Dude, pineapple I like, pizza. I love flying pizza. I'm dude. not a ham guy. You know, we just paid a thousand dollars a head for our, uh, Thanksgiving meal. How much did you contribute to that? There's no oh, wait, way it nothing. was a thousand dollars a head. A thousand. The hell out of here. A thousand dollars. It wasn't. It's not. 
Um, but we have a Thanksgiving tradition in our house. We snowboard and then we go out to a lavish <coughs> Thanksgiving buffet. And it's up bomb, at, dude. Up at Canyons Resort. Yeah. I never have the ham. They always have a big old honey baked ham. You gotta have what? Just one slice, like no, just one I, slice. Don't tell me how to live my life. One slice, don't dude. tell me how to live my life, dude. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, oh, bro, <laughs> why? How? It's been a long time since I let one slip out. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I thought you said. Wait, let me review. Let's review. Wait, instant replay. It's been a long time since I let one slip yeah, out. I. Yeah. Oh my god. Just like that. Oh. Stop it. Stop it. Anyway, the point is, where's Mrs. Monty to say something sexual? The point is, um, I'm not a ham guy. I am a, a prime. sausage guy. Like, I, shut up. That's right, T. <laughs> See, I did the calculations. I Like, the wires and the synapses were connecting up there, and I decided to go with it anyways. Um, I am a prime rib guy on Thanksgiving. I don't. I just am not a ham guy. I've where never are you been. at on? Okay, where are you at on on gravy on all of your food or just oh, yeah. on your all potatoes? Of it. All of it. All, all of it. it. Okay. All of it. And yeah. I'm it, the but the stuffing at Thanksgiving super important. And this is where Mrs. Monty and I occasionally park company. Right. She likes like that big crouton style dried mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. No man. Mm -hmm. No bro. That's an issue. I would much. She makes really good stuffing, by the way. But I, I, I'm a guy, if you just give me mashed potatoes, gravy, macaroni and cheese, and stovetop God, stuffing, yes. I'm down. I'm down. I will, stuffing I'm down. is one of those things that you can definitely go the stovetop route. Yeah. Gumbylicious says uh, pepperoni and sausage. Um, NY Monty fan says, not even a question. Pepperoni is for kids being introduced to pizza. Thank you. Caleb, your thoughts. Thank you. Yeah, where's where's our guy Deuce? Where's he been? Yeah. BB says sausage pizza is the best. Thank you. Yes. Uh Jerem says, um, Jake and Monty, will will the lottery will the lottery, but you have to eat pepperoni olive pizza once a month. Oh. God. You win the lottery oh. if you eat pepperoni. Mm. What is it? Pepperoni olive pizza? pizza once no, a dude. <clears throat> dude, no. Mm. Sorry. No, I'm not doing that. Mm. Bro, like she took offense. Yeah, oh. I did. That is offensive. No. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, I thought y'all went vegan. No, we were not going to eat meat until Thanksgiving. And, you know. You yeah, know, I've been immunized. You know, some shit happened. And <laughs> we drove by a jack-in-the-box. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Do you know Hawaii completely derailed my workouts, by the way. <sighs> And we're Man, going to dude. we're going to Mammoth on Thursday. Yeah. So we're going to do the show on Thursday. We'll be off on Friday. Yeah. I'm I am I am ready for my legs to fall off on on Friday yeah. for our first snowboard of the year. Like it's going to hurt. Well, last year we started in Mammoth too. You remember that? Yeah, that was a flipping disaster. And that was the first time we'd ridden in five years. Yeah, that was not fun. Um, it actually was fun. But then the the second day we were there, there was like a huge weather wind hole. Yeah, and it kind of and we were yeah. like, screw it, we're out. Um, this year, the weather's supposed to be pretty. They're getting buried with snow the next few days. But I'm telling you right now, my legs are going to scream for mercy. Yeah. Uh, and I'm still dealing with this knee thing. Yep. You know, so like we'll it see how... It might be time to see somebody, buddy. Stop. 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 Just... Are, are you still of the just tape it up mindset? We'll see how it... If I, if I can't snowboard comfortably, I'm going to see somebody. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. It, it My guess is it's just tendonitis in, in my, my knee. Um, I heard it playing basketball in late August and it's gotten markedly better. When the first day we were in Hawaii, I could barely walk. 
Like I had a, I had, okay, I'll tell the story. Why? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't have an ACL in my left knee. I had it repaired. It re-ruptured. I never got it fixed. But it doesn't impact my quality of life. I, I work, you know, quads, hamstrings, calves, like it's fine. Snowboarding really helps that. But I hurt my knee playing basketball. The whole thing just exploded. Like it just was swollen. I couldn't bend it. I couldn't walk. Like it was terrible. Now I'm at the point where like my ACL is not an issue. Like it's just, I have this little spot in the front of my knee that sometimes will not let me lock my knee out all the way. Like I, sometimes I, like right now sitting here, I can straighten my knee out, like no problem. Um, but there's a lot of times like where I'll be walking and I'll just get hit by a sniper. So mm -hmm. there's clearly an issue in there. But I've had this before and it just, it takes care of itself. But the issue now is I think I had a pretty significant knee injury from playing basketball. So we'll see. I don't know. I should probably get it looked at. No, stop. Tom Basilio says, olives, pineapple, Canadian bacon, and banana peppers for pizza. Somehow this order doesn't allow Monty 25 discount to be applied. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, we don't we don't allow you to use the promo code on yeah. on garbage pizza. Come I mean, on. that's just not, you know, that's Come not going to work. Hawaiian pizza is goat. I like Hawaiian pizza. Yep. Salty Drunk says, Monty 25, get me another 4X out of the icebox. Well, if you well, would actually send us the 4X gold you owe like us. Like, for instance. You know, uh, ham and yams, life-changing, Eric and Raleigh okay, says. Okay, I'm, I'm not a huge, well. You're not a sweet potato guy? Uh, no, I'm not like not like that. Like I would do so. Like on a on a if you imagine a plate in your head, I would do the piece of ham. I w I would definitely do a little sweet potato mash, a little regular mash, a little little stuffing. You know, a little turkey. Yeah. You know, you got a sample. D Rose says uh, Jimmy Dean's hot sausage is really good. Um, My Monty fan says what just happened? I lost my life. Um, DT BTS says Monty is a good guy. Bottom line, yeah, and I'm hot too. Uh, Mike Maple says uh, I hate that place. I have moved. Uh, I hate that places have moved chunk ham away from sliced Canadian bacon. Totally it's tragic. Totally the slice. The pie still does slices, if I'm not mistaken. You know, uh, Gumby says Monty. Uh, Gumby Lish says maple sausage is fire. I yeah. agree with that. Thanksgiving soup with a gravy base. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Mrs. Monty makes the leftover pot pie. Yes. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says, Jake shipping Monty off to the glue factory over this knee thing. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. you know. It is. It is what it is, I mean, man. you, you got to, like, my thing, I, I hope it doesn't affect you snowboarding. That would really be tragic. That would be, because then I'm going to have to get it looked at and probably get it cleaned out, and that's going to be probably a month. Uh, Tom Basili says, knee injuries freak me out. Yeah, me too. Uh, Monty, you have to get out of out of a jog for any need for an ACL, LOL. I don't know what that means. I don't yeah, jog I don't, ever. Yeah, you know. nobody runs. Uh, sounds like a meniscus tear. Could be, Chris. I think that's probably what it is. Sounds like, Jeremy Bolton says, sounds like you need to run a Spartan race, Monty, to get that knee fixed. You guys want some uh, car stickers? I have like 50 of them. Oh, what are here you talking with your about, name man? On it. Guys, 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 I have my stickers. <laughs> oh, 26.2. <laughs> Uh, hit by a sniper <laughs> laughing out loud like a, a moron right now. That is that sh this show is pure gold. Yeah. Have, you know what I mean? Like you're just walking and all of a sudden you'll be like, Ugh! got hit by a sniper. Didn't see him up there. You know, like, and he just puts a bullet. Yeah, he's in your just knee. kind of up in the rafters. It's brutal. Dude, it is absolutely brutal. Br hello? hello? Uh, brutal. Uh, driving and texting. Sorry for the bad grammar. Mike, don't be doing Dude. that. Don't be doing that. Uh, ABC says Lori and say his name. Lori Markinen. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition so as the Utah winning and in first place. That's what I'm saying. 
No need to get all deep with it. You know, uh, Boyd says hit by a sniper or a MLS moment. Exactly right. <laughs> you know, try walking into a spider web all by yourself. You look like a complete fool. Jeremy, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I've done that. But I don't know that I need to go see somebody. We'll see. My knee, I, I'm having more moments with my knee where it feels totally normal and I don't think about it. And, but. Yeah. What? No, I mean, I, I think it's been in, like, so usually when we head into snowboarding season, we'll have like six, eight weeks where we're just like. Pounding legs. Yeah, just like out. going ham on legs. And so we haven't really had that this year. So it'd be interesting to see just how sore we get. I imagine we'll be pretty sore. Well, um, I would agree. But I think the thing that gives me a little peace of mind is that when my knee is bent, it does not hurt at all. My issue is when I try to lock it out. And in snowboarding, you're never trying to lock your knees out. There's never a time that you need to do that. Yeah. So you're always. Yeah, in. I mean, well, it'll yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, it, 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 I can definitely say it's going to be fun to get the equipment back out and like yep. you know look at it. And, and by the way, when I wear boots or shoes, like when I wear like a bigger shoe, my knee feels way better. Yeah, when there's more under your foot. Yeah, my knee yeah. feels way better. And in, in snowboarding boots, I think I think it'll be fine. I do. I'll KT tape it like I always do because when you don't have an ACL, you need a little bit of help out there. Yeah. And so usually I I use some KT tape. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be high. Um, ABC says, Monty, rehab is a biatch. Yes, it is. That's why I did not get my ACL repaired. My doctors. So <clears throat> my, I tore my ACL when I was 18, 19. Um, <laughs> and I re, I, I'm not exactly <clears throat> sure the moment I re-tore it. It could have been hockey, but it also could have been baseball. Like, I don't know. But I went back to the guy who did my knee originally, and he said, how much is this impacting your quality of life? And I was like, it's not. And he said, at your age, it's the rest of your life. I would get it fixed. But rehab, at that point, this was in the 90s. Rehab was terrible. The yeah. surgery was totally invasive. Now it's, it's nothing. It's, there's a lot of laser involved. There's a lot of scoping involved. Like, yeah. You know. It, Technology. Yeah. You know, it just, yeah. It is what it is. All right. Let's get back to work here on the Monty Show presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Uh, if you've been in a wreck, if you... Tripped on a sidewalk and tore your ACL. Uh, if you, you know, if you got hurt at work, if you've had a medical malpractice, if you've been injured, you, you deserve somebody to fight for you. And one of the loneliest places you can be is when you've been in a car wreck and, you know, you, your insurance company's like, yeah, here's 16 bucks. Good luck. <laughs> and you feel like you have no other choice but to take that because, well, this is your insurance company. They're going to have my best interest at heart because I pay them, right? Wrong. You're not getting going to get the best from the insurance company because their job is to take care of their shareholders, not you. So they have thousands of lawyers. Why don't you have a lawyer? Get to utahadvocates.com. They have free consultations. You never pay them to talk to them. Um, they have, you don't pay like big retainers. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case. That's how sure they are that they can represent you and win. At the Utah Advocates, they're the best injury attorneys in the business. That's why you go to utahadvocates.com. Um, tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. We really appreciate that. But at the Advocates, you know one thing. They're going to fight, and they're going to fight hard in your best interest. That's why you trust them. That's why they're the best. Utahadvocates.com. The biggest stories in sports this morning. I don't think there's any doubt it's a Utah Jazz. Uh, the Utah Jazz are, are, are scintillating. They're fun. Uh, they beat the Lakers last night, 139 to 116. They're at the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow. The entire league is off. So for at least one day, 
Your Utah Jazz are 9-3 and three and on top of the Western Conference in the NBA. Jake, how long should we expect this to last? I mean, I think you can expect it to last for a little while. Like, I think, you know, I don't, I don't know about the whole season. I think, you know, obviously it's a marathon. Injuries happen. Things happen. But I but I think that, you know, the Jazz are, are a team that are are working hard. You know, the Jazz are a team that believe in their head coach and, and sort of believe in the system and believe in the messaging and, and what they – you know, need to do to win a game. And and that's where I think the, the meat of this conversation lies. Like what is, uh, anytime I watch a basketball game, you flip it on and immediately I'm like, Hey, what does this team need to do on any given offensive possession to win this offensive possession? Cause that's what a basketball game is. If you think about it, like it's, it's, it's game within the game, right? Like, Hey, this team's coming down on offense. What do they need to do to get a basket here? And I look at the jazz and, and I think that that path is pretty efficient for them. Like that path, a lot of times is just, you know, moving the ball left to right or right to left, like getting the defense to, to slide and, and then reversing it. And a lot of times they're making those shots. I do think that the 40% from three thing is going to come back to earth a little bit and they'll wind up like 35, 36%. Um, I think that's helping them win a lot of these yes. games. But I also think that, this rebounding stuff, th that is their lifeblood. Their ability to rebound aggressively and outlet and, and get up the floor, that's what's been giving them all the success. Like, that's where they've been getting these easy transition buckets, which turns into better half-court possessions, which turns into more momentum. So to me, how long can it last? I think it lasts as long as they're willing to work hard. It lasts as long as they're willing to stay healthy. That, that to me, is is what it looks like right now. Yeah, and I think when you look at this Jazz team, I think the thing that really stands out is the fact that you know that they relish this tanking talk. I think if, if, you're, if you're on this team and you hear people saying, oh man, it's a bummer they won, or oh man, it, they should be losing, I can only imagine that fuels them. I have to believe that's kindling because this team is playing really hard. And yeah, I love the fact that Will Hardy's put in this system that's team basketball. I love the fact they pass. I love the, pass, the fact that they run. I love the fact that they make the extra pass to get the open three. I love all that. But the thing I love is the thumb that the Utah Jazz is putting in everybody's eye. I love the fact that everybody said this team should tank when we told you they weren't tanking. I love the fact that everybody said this is going to be the worst team in the Western Conference. They're not going to be the worst team in the Western Conference. They should not be tanking. This team is full of a bunch of guys who, as a group, make for a formidable foe every single night. And I've, I've said this for two weeks now. You should expect this team to win every single game because it doesn't matter who you put in front of them. They're going to compete their asses off, and I think that's what makes this team so much fun to watch is the compete level is high. The defensive effort is high. The want to make the right basketball play is high. That is... I think in a lot of situations in this league gives you an advantage over even your most formidable opponent that you're willing to make the extra play, the extra pass. You're willing to slow down. You're willing to speed up. You're willing to give up your yourself so that your teammate can score a basket. That to me is what's so refreshing about this team. Is Will Hardy the best coach? I have no idea. Is he doing a great job for the Jazz? He is. Are they the best team in the NBA? I have no idea. Are they number one in the Western Conference? They are. So on this morning where everybody wants to talk about tanking or not tanking and everybody wants to talk about trades or not trades, I would simply tell you on this morning, let's enjoy this. Let's really relish the fact that the Jazz are number one in the Western Conference. Let's relish the fact that this team has swept LA and won three straight games over teams with LA in their initials. I love that about this team. 
I love this for Utah Jazz fans. It doesn't mean that we have to hate Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. It means we get to love Jordan Clarkson and Laurie Marketing. That's what it means today. As a Jazz fan, that's what I would encourage you to do because it's fun to go into the office today and say, hey, how about those Jazz? Man, Marketing didn't score in the first half, but boy, what a second half he had. Like, hey, look at Jordan Clarkson, red hot. Did you see him hit that three and hug the fans? And that's what this team's about today. It feels good. Yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah. And we've, we had such a tumultuous summer here in Salt Lake City. For Jazz fans, it hasn't felt good. The uniform rollout didn't feel good. Facts. No TV deal. That didn't feel good. Facts. Trading away Don and Rudy didn't feel good. Facts. Hey, we're tanking with all these draft picks. That doesn't feel good. Being... Being nine and three and the number one team in the West feels good. Facts. That's what today should be yes. about. And we're going to have plenty of days on this show where we can talk about who you should trade and who you should keep. We'll have plenty of days on this show to talk about, you know, hey, can the Jazz make the playoffs? Hey, can they be a top five team? Are they playing? To, like, we'll have plenty of days for yeah, that. 100%. Today's the day where, where you can just relish being a Jazz fan. And I think that's great. Uh, Tanner. <laughs> so what does Tanner do? Guys, guys, guys. Do you guys think the hey Jazz guys. will ever win a title? I'll be honest. I've lost all hope. So let me get this right. Let me get this right. On the morning where the Utah Jazz beat the Lakers again, they're 9-3 and three with the third best winning percentage in the NBA. You want to have the conversation about are the Jazz ever going to win a title and you've lost all hope? When the Jazz are the number one team in the Western Conference, they're 9-3, and three, they're fun, they're energetic, the town is lit with Jazz hype, Yeah, you've lost all hope. That's pretty much self-explanatory. What is wrong with you? Like, I understand that, that you're not, you weren't expecting this, but that's the exact kind of comment where I'm like, what Jazz team are you watching? Yeah, You've got a general manager and an owner who clearly are committed to doing whatever it takes to build a champion. And you've lost all hope. Sort of a natural reflex. They're spending money on their G League affiliate to upgrade a building that the, the NBA team doesn't play in. And you've lost all hope. Uh, this, is, this is remarkable to me. Yeah. San Diego State Aztec says, good morning. Luis Campazzo says, it's going to last until they start selling some of the vets. Could be. Could be. Uh, Hawks, NY Monty fan says, Hawks, Wizards, Sixers, Knicks, Suns, Blazers, Clippers, Pistons, Warriors. If we go 500 over those upcoming games, then I would say we're in a good spot. I'd agree with that. Those are two tough trips coming up. Uh, this team will not take too much pride and heart on this team. Yep. I got to think that it, it absolutely is Baltimore material in their locker room. You have to believe that. Love, Rudy. Don had to go, Luis Campazzo said. Uh, ABC says, 22 Jazz play like the Walton 77 Blazers. Pass first, team first. Yep. Yeah, they do. I agree with that. No team can do everything perfectly, but these Jazz are showing that you can get pretty close, Austi says. I just think they're playing fundamental basketball. That, like, I, honestly, like, I like the extra passes, the 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 commit because because it's easy. You have to understand it's easy to play one on one basketball in the league. Like, yes. it's easy to 
to be like, yeah, I'm Jordan Clarkson. I, I'm a six man of the year guy. Like I can score on anybody. It's easy to play that way, but it's not easy to stay committed to the system that they run in moving the ball and not being selfish. Like, like they were playing the Clippers the other night and, and the broadcast was talking about the fact that, uh, that, that, you know, Paul George is a really patient scorer. Like, Hey, he, he had an open shot. Could have taken it, but he moved it and he got it back and he got an even better shot. That type of tactic and that type of commitment to moving the ball for the Jazz is going to be key in them continuing to be yeah. successful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Tanner says, love Don. Rudy had to go. That's an answer for the Right, right. Uh, D-Row. Monty, right on about the Jazz. Yep. Good looking, too. Uh, that's just my answer everything today. Good looking, too. Uh, maybe if I say it, it'll be true. Uh, if the Jazz are a four, uh, 4 5 seed by the deadline, do you guys think the Jazz will trade some of their picks for win now, guys, or stay the course? You got to stay the course. You have to. You got to stay the course. I mean, it's just, there's no doubt. Jordan Clarkson, Jaron says, is the man. So much fun to watch him enjoy the game and play at such a high level. He deserves it. Absolutely. I mean, Jordan Clarkson is, if you do not enjoy Jordan Clarkson, you're not a basketball fan. The energy, and he is that manic guy, right? Like, he is that guy that, like, is so good on some nights and so bad on other nights. But, man, when he's good. Well, and I think that that he woo. thrives in the chaos. That's his, his his specialty, like thriving in the loose ball play or, like, the 50-50 the ball. Like, he thrives in that. Yeah. Jerem Patterson says, Monty and Jake, did you guys go to any of the 98 finals games in Utah or Chicago? No. I was... A young radio rookie um, trying to cover I was, that team. Uh, learning how to color yeah. pictures. So. I was just about getting ready to move to LA when all that happened. Um, I was living in good old um, Vernon Hills, Libertyville, Libertyville, Illinois at that time. Um, just working like seven jobs trying to be a radio guy. Uh, Jerem Tracy says, uh, Jazz are great. Would love to see Ainge use all his assets to get a superstar so we can be contenders. But that's a tough ask. I think that's this summer. I think next summer you're going to see significant roster changes again. And I I, I don't want to talk about trades today. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we talk dude. about trades on a regular like, basis. Literally every day. Let's do that tomorrow. Let's do that tomorrow or, or Thursday. Like, let's not do that today. Hey, I know. Why don't we do it Friday? How about yeah, that? Let's we're do off Friday. on Friday, by yeah, the way. Yeah, let's do it Friday. Uh, Jazz greater than Mavs right now, 100. Well, you can say that because who's got the best record in the West, Jake? Yeah. The Utah Jazz. Some shit happened. Osti says, Team 49 and thumbs down in the eye of the media dorks. Yeah. Okay. Knicks 2026 says, Jazz should have traded uh, with the Knicks. The Knicks should have traded with the Jazz. Next comment. If, if you're a Knicks fan, honest to goodness, if you're a Knicks fan, you have to be hating the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. Yeah. Looking at what Don is doing in Cleveland, the guy's an MVP, you know. Uh, Tanner says, right now it's been fun, Mont, but let's be real. It, it's the Jazz. Whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Well, you can live there. I'm not. Uh, have tickets for Phoenix game. Going to be interesting, McKinley Cutler says. Love that. Hey, uh, hello. I'm still waiting. What do you bake? Is that McKinley Cutler? Yeah. Okay. McKinley Cutler has a bakery. Okay, I like and it. listens while, while he or she bakes. Let's what do you go, bake? McKinley. Uh, what happens if this team makes it to the second round? Uh, they'll then play. they've made it no further than any modern j day jazz team. They'll play more games because you got to play. If you make it to the second round, you get. 
Who cares? Ken Williams says, <laughs> Ryan Smith donating $20 million to cancer was great. Yeah, that was a great moment. And that's why I say, like, I, I, I think Ryan Smith has made a lot of mistakes as the owner of the Jazz, but he's a young owner. He's learning on the fly. I, I think he, uh, he gets it. You could have quietly made that donation under the radar and never said a thing. Yeah. You could have pocketed the tax implications of that. Like, uh, he stood at half court with his family and donated $20 million to, I believe it's children's cancer as well. Like, I, it's just, it's a fantastic gesture. Uh, Riley O'Brien says, morning casuals. Shout out to uh, Jack Rumsey, new listener. Wow. What's up, Jack Rumsey? Good to see you. Glad you're here. Ty, Ty Duke says, take it, uh, take it easy, uh, Stephen A. Tanner. <laughs> Stephen A. Tanner. Wow. Wow. Damn. But no one's going to disrespect me. Uh, Stephen A. is an idiot, but he's not wrong about the Jazz. I want them to win a title, but I just don't see it happening, Tanner says. Okay. Uh, already finished it, Kurt. What did Kurt? Somebody, Kurt. Okay. Uh, I want to see DR on your title doctor on your t- I don't okay. I don't get it okay uh that photo of JC at the rim over LeBron and Westbrook was a- awesome yes it was I like how it's so casually Westbrook now as yeah. if that's actually his name um let's see uh the the Timberwolves are an embarrassment in the Eastern Conference Jaron Eccles says Jake how do you um it's really despicable how do you it's ridiculous how do you reply to that yeah you know uh really uh you know, really an embarrassment in the uh, Eastern Conference, you know. Um, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Nixon26 says, for the price of two first-round picks that Jazz can have, Julius Randle and Evan Fournier, why would you do that? Why? Luis Campazzo says, yep, Don is playing like an indiv- in the individual he is. No, actually, Luis, he's not. If you look at Donovan's numbers, he's having a career year. And what is everybody in Cleveland raving about? What did Darius Garland say the other day? Great leader. What is everybody raving about? His passing ability. Yeah. Did you see the alley-oop last night? Remember everybody saying, oh, I can't dunk nah, anymore. I can't dunk. Lost Not explosive. Yeah. Did you see the alley-oop? Half-court alley-oop. Like, Donovan Mitchell, and, and we told you this all summer. I told you he's going to come back and he's going to average 30 points a game. He's averaging 31. Mm-hmm. And it's because you saw him all summer long put in the work that was required. Never demanded a trade. Never said two words. And if you give Donovan Mitchell credit for anything, give him credit for that. He never said two words against the Jazz. Yeah. Never not one time. Put in his work very quietly, very methodically, and you're seeing the fruits of his labor now. The guy is absolutely dominating the NBA. Les Wayman, good morning to you, friend. History repeats itself. Going to wait till later in the season to really see the Jazz, yeah? And, and listen, I that's I, Les, I think you're exactly right, but enjoy it now. Yeah, why wouldn't you enjoy it? Enjoy it now. Uh, Tyler 2K says, what makes the Jazz good this year is they actually uh, all play defense together. At the moment, they are third in steals per game. The other amazing thing is this team meshes so well. 27.8 assists, exactly right. Yep. Exactly right. Um, you know, I think they're top 10 in assists as well. Uh, Caleb Harrison says, Jordan Clarkson's a cool guy. He is. Absolutely. Uh, San Diego State says Phoenix versus Utah is going to be a barbecue wing versus Mickey's Big Mouth night. Go Suns. I, hey, listen. I'm a, there's no bigger Devin Booker fan than me. Yeah. But without Chris Paul and without Cam Johnson, that team is not the same team. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're just the dynamic is completely different. Uh, Caleb says Donovan Mitchell in the MVP conversations. Exactly 100%. right. 
Ken Williams says, I loved when Westbrook blows the slam dunk. <laughs> they got to trade that dude, man. Uh, NY Monty fan says, I, I hope when DM and Gobert, Utah fans show them some love when they come back. Let's show grace as, fan, as a fan base. You want players to want to play here and the culture stigma needs to change. It does. Uh, Luis Campazzo, I did not because I won't watch any games he plays in. What, like, I don't understand I don't what it, is dude. the what is the issue with Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, that you hate him so much you won't watch games he plays in. He never demanded a trade. He was never a locker room problem. Yeah, like I, I just don't understand that. Yeah, I don't get it. Remember, he's the one that he's the one that actually played against Dallas. Your most meaningful game last year, he didn't sit out. So. Rudy, Rudy hung his head and wouldn't play against Dallas last yeah. year. Ridiculous. Red Heart Norvis. Jordan Clarkson is a national hero here in the Philippines. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, 8.30 on the Monty Show talking about the biggest stories in sports this morning. Brought to you by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. Always the best car wash experience. No doubt about that. Um, and I tell you all the time that at Quick Quack, it's fast. Like, it's efficient. Even when there's a line, it's yeah. five minutes, you're in and out. Yep. And that happens because you don't have to sit there and fiddle with a machine. Like you're not putting your card into some tower machine. They actually have human beings. I know it's crazy. When everybody's trying to cut costs, Quick Quack is making sure that their level of service stays high. You get a friendly face who takes your payment. They talk to you about the different levels of washes. Now I'm a guy that has a membership at Quick Quack. Um, and I got the, the highest one, I think it's $21.99 a month for unlimited washes, their best wash. And again, here in South Jordan at the district, the Quick Quack Car Wash on November 16th is their official grand opening. They're open already. They're having a grand opening event where their top level wash is free. And the first, I want to say 100. 100 people get a gift bag. It's going to be off the chain. Quick quack car wash. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty show. One of the other big stories this morning is this San Diego uh, state thing from Dan Patrick yesterday. Um, so, you know, we've been pretty dialed on the PAC 12, big 12 expansion conversation. And we talked to one of our sources in the TV industry last night, who actually was pretty adamant that Dan Patrick has no idea what he's talking about. Um, we told you when this story broke yesterday in San Diego State Aztec, amongst others, like four people sent it to us. The issue with that story when we heard about it yesterday was it doesn't make sense that the Pac-12 is negotiating a TV deal. And before they do that, we'll invite San Diego State. That doesn't make sense because we know the way that ESPN and Fox have operated. We know the way that they've negotiated those contracts, right? Mainly that, hey, there's this agreement where, hey, if you invite new P5 conferences or new P5 members to your conference, we'll pay you on par. We'll pay you the same amount for that new team as we're paying you for your current teams. San Diego State doesn't fit that bill as a G5, right? So it didn't make a lot of sense right out of the gate. Now, it also doesn't make a lot of sense that San Diego State joining the, the Pac-12 is not an AAU school, a research institution, right? Right. It, it, it. Geographically, it makes all the sense in the world. So we reached out to sources across, you know, our vast network. <laughs> um, and one of our guys that is, has been really accurate about the TV deals, and I think if you've followed us, you know we've been pretty nails on that. He told us that that's not accurate at all, that, the, that San Diego State um, has talked to the Pac-12. They have verbally been invited to join the conference, but that no official letter of offer has been extended to San Diego State, um, that there is no pending announcement uh, that San Diego State will join the conference. 
and that they have just had very preliminary conversations. But I was also told that the Pac-12 has spoken with San Diego State, as has the Big 12 have spoken. But I've been repeatedly told by sources close to this situation that San Diego State has let everybody kind of know we're going to be on hold for a minute. We feel like San Diego State has told people that they feel like they're in a really good position. And I would agree with that, which is why I've been saying they just need to bide their time. It's not that the Pac-12 is a step down or a bad move for, for San Diego State because it's absolutely not that. But what it is is a risk. And right now, San Diego State is in the catbird seat because you know that conference realignment is not at the end. It's at the very beginning, the very early stages of conference expansion and realignment. It's just begun. So if you're San Diego State and you get a phone call from, let's say, the ACC, or you get a phone call from the Big 12, or you get a phone call from somebody looking to cement their footprint in, in Southern California, you want to wait and get your best, highest offer in that. If you join the, the Pac-12 right now, you're taking a low offer. You know that because you're, you're going to come in at less than everybody else in the conference. And you're not of tremendous value at this moment in time to the Pac-12. So San Diego State has pretty much told the Big 12 and the Pac-12, we want to hang on for a minute. And we already know that because of the pro rata agreement that ESPN, separately from Fox, by the way, there, there was some talk yesterday about whether or not Fox had the pro rata. Fox, from my understanding, what I'm told, does not have that agreement where they will pay on par for Big 12 members if they add new schools. But remember that I believe it's 60% plus, 63%, I think it is, of that money is coming from ESPN. Fox is only in on the Big 12 for college basketball. They needed more college basketball inventory, and they got that. It doesn't make a lot of sense for the Big 12 today to add San Diego State. It doesn't make a lot of sense for the Pac-12 this week to add San Diego State. But again, my sources have told me that San Diego State and the Pac-12 have had conversations and that the Pac-12, George Klyovkov, offered verbally in a phone conversation to bring the San Diego State to the Pac-12. There's no paper chasing. There's none of that. They have had conversations. So, Jake, I was told that that's not quite accurate what Dan Patrick reported. Yeah, and, and I mean, I have no problem saying that we've been pretty much spot on with our reporting on this. And I think that, you know, our 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 process for vetting sources and working with sources is really, you know, on lock. And I think that that's why we only say things when we feel pretty good about the information and, and we've been able to kind of, you know, check into it and look into it. And I think that, you know, I, it's no shade to Dan Patrick. I, I With all due respect, I don't feel like Dan Patrick has been um on this topic a ton you know like i'm sure he's talked about it but like as far as being out in front of it he's not been somebody that that you know has shown that he has great information so again i i love dan patrick the guy's a living legend in the industry in my opinion i just think that you know this is much to me this feels very much like uh hey some guy told me this and i'm just gonna say it because you know maybe he's my friend or i know him or something rudy gobert it's him or me yeah, it's what this feels like. I, and I, yeah, I, I think it just from a business standpoint, the Pac-12 is very hard to read. The Pac-12 does not do business like everybody else does business. They do it in an irrational sense. They do it ass yeah. backwards most of the time. And I think that that's what I'm saying. Like college football is not hard to figure out. Like the numbers have to make sense. A plus B usually has to equal C. Like 
you don't just you don't you, you don't go like way off into left field most of the time in college football with how things get done. So that's why I say like it, it doesn't you wouldn't just generally speaking Sandy like set San Diego State aside for a moment. If I just said to you, "Hey, a P5 conference, not talking about the Pac-12, but just a P5 conference is reevaluating its media rights deal because they're expiring and and as part of that process, they'd like to expand a little bit." And then I said to you, hey, before they expand and before they sign all that paperwork and they know the numbers, they're going to go ahead and add a couple of schools. Yeah. Does that make a whole lot of sense to anybody? Well, and I think the other thing that you have to consider here is the Pac-12 is well aware of one thing, and I, I don't think anybody would disagree with this. I, I, I've been told repeatedly the Pac-12 is aware of their situation. They know they're in a precarious position. And it was described to me, you know, as a parakeet on a, on a breaking branch. Like, they know that that branch is going to snap. And they're either going to move to fortify that branch or they're going to collapse and they're going to fall into the abyss of college football. And I think George Klyovkov, for everything that he's not, George Klyovkov is doing what he thinks is best for the conference. Is Are his actions truly best for the conference? I don't know. We're going to find out at the end of this, right? But it makes zero sense to invite a team while you're negotiating a TV contract. No. And by the way, I was also told by TV sources yesterday that, that ESPN and, and the Pac-12 have not talked in about 10 days. So it's not as though there are ongoing conversations. Yeah. And the overwhelming belief from people I speak to in television is that the, the Pac-12 is a streaming league, that they need a deal with Amazon. And, and I got to tell you, I don't disagree with that. But Amazon is, has made it pretty clear that they're not in the business of buying the Pac-12 network, mm -hmm. which is something else we hear pretty regularly. The Pac-12 has said, we're not in the business of buying the Pac-12, or Amazon has said, we're not in the business of buying the Pac-12 network because from a, a business standpoint, that's not the model that Amazon operates in. They're a streamer, right? Yeah. So it doesn't make a lot of sense for Amazon to be in the Pac-12 network business. I think what is eventually going to happen based on what sources and other people have told me and my own experience and opinion is, is that I think the Pac-12 is, is going to get a smaller deal from ESPN and I think they're going to break some ground with a streaming partner. I am not guaranteeing you that's going to be Amazon by any stretch of the imagination. I think they're out for business to anybody that wants to talk to them. And frankly, I think one of the people that I would continue to watch is Apple TV. I I think Apple TV is trying to do it better than they did it with MLS. And I think a lot of people, and I, I don't really know anybody that roundly supports the MLS TV deal. I, <laughs> I don't. I mean, it, it has been a very difficult proposition. Some shit happened. But when you look at where Apple is in the landscape of this, they really only have one true competitor at Apple, and that's going to be YouTube TV. I just don't see Google and YouTube in a position right now where they want to get in lock, stock, and barrel with with a an NFL, a league. I mean, they already offer the NBA League Pass. They already offer you the NHL center ice stuff. Like, YouTube TV is where they are, and I don't see them taking some big leap forward. Well, on that, not to, not to cut in, but, like, the thing with YouTube TV that you have to remember is they don't need to do what Amazon and Apple are trying to do. Remember that. They already, because YouTube TV is saying, hey, we're going to, we're, we're essentially going to, to, offer you a traditional TV experience. That's what we're going to yeah. do. We're going to show you Fox. We're going to show you ESPN. We're going to show you 
all your traditional networks. So they're 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 going the other direction. They're they're going down the other side of the road here. And you got to remember that. Like Amazon is saying, "Hey, we want to take your product Pac-12 and we want to put it on our platform." YouTube TV is saying, "Hey, we just want to carry all these networks and you guys can do whatever the hell you want to do." Right? So that to me is the main difference between the two and why Apple, like I agree that Apple and YouTube TV do compete on some level in that space. But I just think that YouTube TV is sort of on this pedestal here because they they don't have a need to to negotiate with George Kravkoff. No, You've got it no. already. And I think I just think for most people, it's Amazon or, or or it's not. I just I think I think Apple got a huge win with MLS. I don't know that it's going to be fruitful for them. I don't know that it needs to be fruitful for them. Apple is the largest tech company in the world, and frankly, they can afford the loss. <laughs> when I look at when I look at the other competitors here, there really is only one, and it's Amazon. And I think the Pac-12 and Amazon need each other. Let's get your thoughts in here uh, on the Pac-12 TV deal. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, the way Monty thinks this should go is the opposite of how the Pac-12 executives have announced it will go. Expansion will be after the media deal. Well, I don't think that they should be offering anybody right now. I don't. I absolutely do not think, and if I misspoke, excuse me, I absolutely do not think they should expand before a media deal. Yeah. That is, in my opinion, a huge mistake. That's what we're saying. Like, like yeah. that's, that's what I was just explaining, that it doesn't make sense for them to be adding teams or expanding no, not at before all. you get your media deal and, done. And I think when you look at the Big 12's media deal, they, they, they were really smart in, in the aspect that, as we've been saying, ESPN is not going to continue to allow you to just do whatever you want with your stream deal. Mm -hmm. ESPN is going to take your third tier rights. We've known this was coming. We've talked about the ESPN app. We've talked about ESPN plus you knew that like you look at BYU, BYU sports is on the ESPN app. You look at their partners, their sports are on the ESPN app. You Best. look at, you look at stuff like the Longhorn Network, that that all goes away. And why does it go away? Because Texas is in the SEC, and who's got the SEC rights now? Mm -hmm. ESPN does. So where are we going to see those games? We're going to see them in the ESPN app. That's right, T. But the other thing that the Big 12, I think, fully understands is there's more money to be made outside of this deal than, than just what you're taking. It's not a one-deal town anymore. And when you look at the Big 12, I think the thing that they did really, really well is they listen to not only their membership, because remember, you, you have Brett Yormark, your commissioner, go and barnstorm the conference, talk to everybody in person. One of the big complaints with George Klyovkov is he likes to do a lot of things over text and phone. Mm -hmm. Brett Yormark likes to do a lot of things in person. He's a travel guy. Remember, he came from Rock Nation. He's a guy that's a handshake guy. He likes to build relationships. That's not who George Klyovkov has been reportedly. And so when you look at the way that the Big 12 has done this, what Yormark has done is he went out and got, he got everybody together and they all talked and there's been massive communication in the Big 12. They have all talked repeatedly and regularly about where they're going and what they want to accomplish. Everybody in the conference wanted to secure a short range television rights deal, right? So now they've negotiated that deal. Where they are in process now is they're getting all of their grant of rights in order. Because again, remember how this grant of rights process works. It's not that you're just going and signing a deal, um, you know, and, and Oklahoma State's already signed a grant of rights. That's not how this works. The conference is going to go and negotiate that deal and then everybody signs on to it. 
That's the grant of rights because in Oklahoma State, a BYU, a Houston, uh, every member of that conference is granting their rights not to ESPN. They're granting their rights to the conference who then goes and signs a distribution deal with the distributor. So right now, what they're doing is pulling everybody together. I have not heard at all that there is any kind of tribulation, that there is any turbulence amongst either the conference members or Fox or ESPN. I think they're pretty much in lock stock. And this is just going through that getting ink on paper process. Now, is that true? That's what I've heard. And we'll see if that, if that plays out. But the one thing you have to remember, those who go out first generally can get that deal more quickly, unless you're the Pac-12. Yeah. who went out first to their early negotiating deal and couldn't even get a conversation and then hasn't still gotten a deal because I think everybody realizes, including ESPN and Fox, how vulnerable the Pac-12 is as a conference. So there's no reason to go and fight. And then you realize that the, the Big 12 seized on that. The Big 12 and ESPN, from what I was told, ESPN really aggressively encouraged the Big 12 to come to market sooner. They were having conversations. Brett Yormark and his new team at the Big 12 went to his TV partners, which I think is exactly the right thing to do. Go to your broadcast partners. Go to your distri distribution partners and say, hey, this is where we're at. Where are you? Are you happy with our deal? Do you like what we've done? Here's what we want. And they, ESPN encouraged the Big 12 to come to market early, which they did. And it worked out perfectly because Fox was able to say, hey, we're not in a place where we want 50% of your football package, but what we want is the lump sum of your basketball package, which puts ESPN in a place to say, okay, we'll take 63% of your football stuff. I think it was a perfect deal. It's five years. It's a short-term deal. Yeah. It allows the, the Big 12 to go out and, and bring in new membership. If you're P5, if you get a Pac-12 school, which is clearly who this is pointed at, your mark has said, hey, I only want to expand if it gives me a new time zone. Guess what? He's already got the East, the Central, and the Mountain. He needs the Pacific time zone. Pretty clear. So if he goes to the Pac-12 and gets one of their or two of their or four of their members, he can get equal money, pro rata money from ESPN for that football stuff. So... In my mind, it's a it, it was a very smart way of doing that. Yes. Uh, Tom Basili says, Utah to the SEC, why not? I just think it's an uphill climb. Why would they do that? Why it, the, the Big 12 is a perfect fit. Yeah. Regionally, travel-wise, better, betterment of the student, rivalry with BYU. It, it's just a they really fit well. good fit. Yeah. Utah and TCU is a really good game. Like, there's just no reason to do that. Um, the Pac-12, Boyd Lake said, has been in um, reactionary mode for a while. I would agree with that. They, they're playing defense, not offense. Brett Yormark and the Big 12 are playing offense, period. Utah to the SEC, why, one stop. Eh, maybe not. I'm not a big fan of that. UNLV might be a better fit for the Pac, uh, but for what? Yeah, That's what's a the doormat. Point? What's the upside? They, they don't win. Yeah. They don't win. Uh, Tom Basilius says, wait, A plus B equals C? I mean, on some level. Gumbylicious says Pac-12 games are better off on Amazon versus Pac-12 Network. Oh, there's no doubt about 100%. that. 100%. Pac-12 Network's going away. In one form or fashion, it's going away. It just won't. Uh, Greg Hawkins said, I think the opposite here. The Pac-12 will get a per-school bigger payout than the Big 12 because they took their rights to market in the Big 12, simply took their built-in extension. They didn't take a built-in extension. This is a completely different structure of a deal. 
a completely different structure of a deal. You look at how the rights are divvied up and who's getting what inventory, just the, the Fox basketball end of this versus the Fox football end of this. Like, I think it's a completely different deal. Honest to goodness, I do. Um, San Diego State says, I tried to watch San Diego State play on CBS Sports Network YouTube TV on Saturday. Terrible quality while connected directly to my Xfinity router. Had to connect via my son's PlayStation. WTF, concerned about all stream deals. Well, what's your, but, okay, hold on. That, so that's different. So first question is, what's your internet speed? Number one. And this is the concern I brought up all the time. You have to have really high quality internet. Like you just do. You have to be able to say, hey, yeah, I, you, like we in the studio here, like I have no problem saying we have gig speed internet because we stream and like we're in, in specifically we needed gig speed internet on the upload to make sure that there was never any issues or any problems. Yeah. So like you, you have to have, I, I would tell you, you got to have at least 200 megabytes, you know, a second to, to stream well on the download. Like you need that. So, and by the way, the other thing, not to get all technical, but you got to have a router capable of running that kind of bandwidth too. So I was going to put our YouTube TV stream on, on the air, but I think if we do that, we'll probably wind up getting a, we'll probably wind up getting a, an issue. Um, and now of course I completely botched that, but, um, I, YouTube TV for us has been fantastic. I mean, it's been in my mind, it's been really easy to watch. Um, like I'm flipping around on it right now. I have no delay, but we also have, um, you know, I can tell you having tested this just the other day, we're, we're 900 upload and 900 download. Yeah. Like the, you need to get on board with this idea and San Diego state, I have, I don't know what your internet speed is, but you need to get on board with the idea that, and that's the screen I was looking for. Let me see if I can, if I can flip this around. Hey, look, there's Jake Hello. right there. Hello. Let's see if I zoom out. And give you guys a Zoom look out. and give you guys a look at our studio. That's YouTube TV right there. If you look at that, like it's it's stream and it's it's not delaying at all. And I get all these channels and I get all this different stuff, and it's all because we have fast internet. Yeah. So YouTube TV is what our choice has been in this studio. And I think, you know, frankly, I think it's worked out really well. If if we're being honest about it, hey, Hello. how are you? Uh, if we're being really honest about it, it's worked out because we have really fast internet. But the thing that I say is, is that you have to commit to that. You have to be, in my opinion, you have to be willing to spend the bread to have good internet. We are because it's our livelihood. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it's not a matter of, of what we, what we want or what you think you want, or I'm telling you right now, man, that you have to have, you absolutely have to have fast internet yep that's that's at a minimum and and also in that comment and this is what kind of makes me question i'm curious what he said what he'll say here but when you talk about streaming through your son's playstation that tells me your router probably doesn't have the the bandwidth because you need because it's not just about internet speed your router has to have the chip in it to handle two three four five hundred right. megabytes a second so that's what i'm saying like if you if you invest in a router and you get good internet, you will never have issues. It just, Ever. it's like, it's super reliable. Yeah, you'll never have issues. So it, it, it just, it's hard. Um, Greg says, I just don't think any Pac-12 schools will move to the Big 12 anymore because the athletic money is comparable and it isn't enough to compensate for everything else. I think if you're a basketball program like UCLA, I think you would rather be in the Big 12 than the Big 10 
but the money's overwhelming. Dude, the that's Big the scenario. Is the best basketball conference but, in the land. Bro. But that's the scenario right there that we're that we're talking about. Yeah. That that's it without question. When you talk about the money is too much, the Big Ten money is too much. But if I look at an Oregon State, are you really wanting to stay and be irrelevant in the in the in the Big Ten? Or in the Pac-12. Look at Kansas in the in the Big 12 in football. Are you telling me they're not they're not totally relevant? Yeah, of course they are. Yeah. Like that's it's awfully difficult to believe that you can sit here and just run this run this thing where you, you don't you know you don't have to consider you know the, the 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 picture in total. And I think now the other thing that we're we're realizing is that you can make money on your Olympic sports. Not a lot of money. But you can make money on your Olympic sports. Now, if I'm Washington or Oregon, am I am I leaving the 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 Pac-12 to go to the Big 12? Probably not. But if I'm Utah, am I better off in the Pac-12 or the Big 12? I don't think that's even and, a question. And let's say the money's le- level. Are you better off in the Pac-12 or the Big 12? You're you're far better off in the Big 12 if you're Utah. Because you're going to play a higher level of competition. You're going to have a regional rival in BYU. And and you're going into a conference that with your other sports, including basketball, you're taking a giant step up. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's it's inarguable. If you're Colorado, are you better in the Pac-12 or the Big 12? I don't know that it's even a question that you're better off in the Big 12. If you're Arizona, are you better off in the Big 12 or the Pac-12? As a basketball school, you're far better off in the Big 12. Yeah. Because in basketball, you can compete with the top of the Big 12. In football, hey, I love what Fish is doing in Arizona, but it's a long climb. All of this to say, if you are a Pac-12 school that goes into the Big 12, your rise is not going to take as long as it did when the conference started. I I think I could make a a big, big argument that you're going to be way better off in the Big 12. Boyd Lake says the Big 12 is a better conference overall when you consider all sports. Look at basketball, for example. But I think this goes back to the AAU thing with being a research thing. Like, how much do you think these schools care about, you know, being like-minded with their fellow conference institutions? Because I think it's more than we give them credit for. I think when you look at the Pac-12, the majority of the schools in the Pac-12, I think, and it may be all of them, are AAU members. So I think it's awfully difficult to just write that off and say, and that's why San Diego State, San Diego State's not not an AAU member, which is a, by the way, is a conglomerate of research schools yeah. that all have a certain standard academically, financially. It's it's almost like a, a, a I don't know, what would you say? It's, it's, it's like a, it, it's, it's, a, it's a badge of honor, essentially. It is. It basically it just is. says that. You know, you are you have this official badge that, you know, separates you from other schools. And I don't know all the little details and minutia that goes into it, but they're they're not and they need to be. And I mean, honestly, you can go round and round with this conversation for hours. You know, like I think it's a there's a lot of opinions that go into who would be better for the pack or the Big 12 or like who would yes. be better here or there. Like I think and it's a great conversation, honestly, like it's a great conversation. But I just think, you know, these schools at the bottom line is the P&L sheet, man. Like if being a research institution is going to help you uh, be profitable, then you're going to do that, right? Like if, if, if being in the big 12 is going to help you be profitable, then you're going to do that. That's just, a, that's just how it works in the, in this life, man. Like, I agree that you want to be in alignment with the other schools in your, in your conference as close as yeah. you can. But, but the fact is, is that 
is that you know you you have to be able to check some boxes and winning is the biggest box you can check but i think outside of that like your campuses your your yeah are you a research institution obviously your geographic location is going to play a huge role like there are so many factors in it but i think when you boil it down it all comes back to what's our what's our time commitment here what's our window in time that we have to be committed to this grant of rights deal and then obviously how much does that grant of rights deal make us those two things are going to be everyone's bread and butter for making decisions yeah, and I, I think just looking at, I'm pretty sure pretty much every member of the Pac-12 currently is an AAU member, which Utah is, Washington is. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's Washington State is not a member. Okay, there you go. There you go. Um, in Oregon State, there's with some exceptions. How about that? Yeah, Most of the schools in the yeah. Pac-12 are, are Association of American University schools. So I think that matters to people in the Pac-12. Yeah. And I think that matters to people of higher learning. Yeah. Uh, Cam Harrison says, I have fiber internet. I use DirecTV Stream. It works great. Um, and a lot of people are talking about that. M. Morris says, most games are streaming on regular YouTube. Um, I would agree with that. Kane Nuren says, yes, TV on your phone is the best. It works great. Uh, it's Xfinity highest quali quality router. Well, I also think it, it that just depends. I, you know, San Diego, I don't, I don't know. Have you done a speed test on it? Yeah, like, I, mean, you, I, would like I would, I would just see what it is. And it, like, uh, you know, again, I don't want to get too far into the weeds here on routers, but I can tell you firsthand with all the routers we've dealt with. And that's the only reason I know about this. Cause we've dealt with router issues the router that Xfinity or CenturyLink or Cox Internet in Phoenix or whatever that they give you, they'll tell you it can handle gig speed, but that doesn't mean that you're getting gig speed. That, oh, it's a it, huge like, issue. It's a, it's a, it's a, in my opinion, it's a big scam. And, and I've always been a big believer in, in trying to get your own router. And we actually have a, this is how highfalutin we are. We went with an IT company that's local. There's a local guy that does IT here and they have, you know, all kinds of techs and they offer you, you know, for $10 a month, we pay them to be our IT people, right? Um, but we also, what we also did is paid them to install a network and upgrade our package. And what he was telling us is that we had, um, why can I not think of the CenturyLink? CenturyLink, yeah. CenturyLink's our provider. Their router squelched our speed. We were paying for gig speed internet from, from CenturyLink. You remember on the show, for those of you who listen a long time, you remember when we had those sound issues where like, you know, the show would like kind of cut out for a minute and then it would come back. And like, you remember all yes. that before we made, before we made the big change, right? Where we, where we were, you know, we had the whole new setup and everything before we did all that. You remember when the show would cut out, that's how this conversation spawned. Yeah, and so we called them and said, hey, we can't deal with this anymore. It's killing our show. They came out, he straight up said, oh, it's, dude, it's the, it's the router. You have CenturyLink's router and they're squelching your speed. So you're paying them for one gig, which means a thousand megabytes per second. You're paying them for gig speed, but you're getting like 200 sometimes. Other times you're getting 700. But when the sound dropped out, you're getting like 50. Yeah. So they would, they would squelch or throttle, it's called, yeah. your internet speed. So we contracted with these guys. They opened our network. They gave us a router that doesn't throttle our speed at all. So we get true gig speed. And here at Maverick Center, they have the exact same thing. 
So that's why we rarely knock on wood, have any kind of issue with internet because we pay for that. You got, you got to do that. Yeah. You absolutely have to do that. Uh, let's see. I see a lot of people commenting on AAU. Boyd Lake says AAU sounds like the Twitter blue check. No, it's legit. You have to meet minimum standards. It's like a certification, essentially. Yeah. You have to meet minimum standards. I mean, think about how quality you, the University of Utah is. Throw out the, the sports program. Like it is, it's a big deal. But here's the deal: like for athletes, like in 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 you know guys who are going to go professional and they're just there for a cup of coffee, they could care less about that, right? Like when you get down to reality of the situation, like yep. it applies. Like if you're a lawyer and you need to go to law school and you want to go to this one or that one or whatever, like you're going to look at that. But for you know the five star freshman, you know playing for the running Utes, who's going to be there a year and then go to the league. Like, exactly. they're not going to care about that. And, yeah. and that's my point. Like, it just doesn't matter that much. Uh, San Diego State's an R1 research in institution with 12 to 18 months. That's from San Diego State. Yeah, we read that exact thing. We were researching it leading up to talking about this today. Because as soon as we got that information yesterday, about 7 o'clock last night, I guess it was, we started really looking into further instead of, hey, how do they fit sports-wise? Like, what's the fit of San Diego State? I think that... I think San Diego State's a great fit in the Pac-12. Make sure that you understand that. I think the members of the Pac-12 are snooty, highfalutin people who hold themselves in very high regard. Clearly. And I think that San Diego State, would they're going to be that team that's going to look down. Uh, Jaron Eccles says, is the shoe wall up yet? It is not. It is not. Um, it will be. It will be. But it it's takes time. Like it, it, we, put, we were in here... A lot of we were probably in here 15, 16 hours over the weekend, like rerouting cable, like because we got different cable. And once you build a studio like this, it takes time. You you figure out what mistakes you made. So like one of our one of our HDMI cables for our camera was not long enough, so it was pulling. So we had to completely take away, take apart our cable management and reroute that that cable. And we just did a bunch of stuff and. Next, the, the wall where the, the sign is, uh, for those of you who don't know, and I guess I can, can get you camera four over here and show you like this is the guest chair. Uh, but if you zoom out, you see like all of the different equipment we have. That sign there, um, that wall right there is going to be, uh, it's going to have shoes on it. It's going to have a bunch of shoes in a design pattern and, and whatnot. So it will be, it will definitely be, um, it will definitely be um, in that in that spot. Yeah. So trust me when I say once we get there, you're going to see that uh, it's going to look completely different. So trust me when I say yeah. uh, that there's a there's still a lot coming. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, I say go vote, people. Yes, I do. All of our football talk, before we get to voting, I want to make sure everybody understands. All of our football talk here on the show is brought to you by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, use the promo code MONTY25 when you download the Papa Murphy's app. Now, you can go to papamurphys.com, but I'm telling you, it's so easy on your phone. Download the Papa Murphy's Pizza app. Order your pizza. You can order one of their staple pizzas. You can order your own. You can customize it based on crust, toppings, all that stuff. When you get the checkout, make sure you use the code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one, carefully knead dough. Step two, artfully spread sauce. Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four, 
realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it. For a limited time only, get the Hog Heaven Pizza with Canadian bacon, ground sausage, and crispy bacon. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza. There you go. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25. Uh, right after you give us a thumbs up, if you're here, if you're one of the 178 people watching the show, please give us a thumbs up and a like. It helps the show grow. Uh, this is the Monty Show, the Truth in Salt Lake Sports Radio, live in our Maverick Center studios, presented by the Advocates. UtahAdvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business, no doubt about that. The Advocates. Check them out online at UtahAdvocates.com. Uh, today is Election Day. Mm-hmm. Shy away from that conversation. Uh, today is election day. Yeah. Let me just, and and no Republicans, no Democrats, no independents. How important is voting to you? Let's talk about that. How, how, how important is voting to you guys? Because I'm here to tell you it's the only thing that matters to me on election day. I think if you are an American, especially in this day and age, and you are not plugged into the political process and you are not voting, A, you have no right to complain about the status of this country. But B, you're selling your fellow Americans, your family, your friends, yourself short by not voting. Because I am one who believes that every vote counts. When you look at how close our elections have been, every vote counts. And I think especially with the way the election system is running and all the denying and the, this, you have to vote. I'm, I'm begging you, please, go out and vote. The, the, the explosion of early voting and mail-in voting, the numbers of Democrats, Republicans, independents that are voting by mail now, overwhelming majority of people get their ballot early and they vote early. I'm begging you to look into that. It's so easy. It shows up in your mailbox. Gives you time to do the research on the candidates. It gives you time to do the research on the local issues, the judges, the council people, the school board elections matter. Do you guys take voting seriously? Jake, how how excited are you about it? Yeah, I mean, well, I'm not excited about it. I can tell you that. I mean, you're not. I'm not. It's not something that I jump for joy about, certainly. I, I think it's super important. I think it's something that that I uh, wish wasn't as controversial in our country. I have to be honest. It's, it's a process. It's something that we've been doing for since the inception of our country. And I think that it's, you know, like it's just a responsibility as a citizen. It's something you do and, I, and, I, and it should be taken seriously. And I think there's a misconception that young people don't vote. And that's just not true. I think young people do vote at a pretty high rate. Yeah. And you're seeing a lot of videos come out about the lines and how young the people are and how much they're showing out. And, and I think that, you know, it, like we get lost in the sauce on on the politics of it. And it's like, hey, man, like get your ballot, get online, do your research and cast your vote. Like yeah. it's not it doesn't have to be some world ending. I hate you here. Let me go get my baseball bat and chase you around with it type deal. Yep, it doesn't need to be that. Greg Hawkins says I wasn't I voted, but I wasn't going to. Why didn't you want to vote? But you, you've had such a tumultuous year, dude. My God, moving back, changing careers. Like, I mean, I, I give you a lot of credit for getting, getting that done. Uh, San Diego State said, I said this before, I can't stand the pack due to the 50-plus year snootiness. 
I want to see San Diego State in the best possible situation be the Pack or the Big 12 or some outside box solution. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Ken Williams says voting is very important. Best part of election day, Giggity says, is the end of all the political commercials. Amen Seriously, to that. dude. Seriously, bro. Yeah. Seriously. Eric and Raleigh says, if you don't vote, you don't get to have an opinion on government. I kind of agree with that. I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's yeah, I mean, if you don't vote, you're just along for the ride, you know, and, and I don't think, I agree with what you said. Like, I don't think that that's, that's fair to people, and, and, I, and I, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like the last decade of politics has just been so tiring. It's been so, like, it's lacked so much professionalism. It's lacked so much class. It's lacked so much, like, just, just what we had come to expect. Like, I feel like... And again, I'm not interested in Democrat, Republican, party. I'm not interested in all that garbage. No. Like what I, more what I'm getting at here is like there used to be a day and age where you had, you know, the Bushes and the Clintons and like these yep. the, the Reagans, like you had these these political families that had class and professionalism and and you could sit down in front of someone and talk about what your beliefs were and not have it be World War 3 in a in a lunchroom, you know? And it's like I just feel like we've gotten so far away from that that I agree. now it's like more important now more than ever it's it's important to vote like I just think you have to do it. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, San Diego State Aztec says voting I owe it to my ancestors who sacrificed in some cases all for the right to do so. Totally agree with that. Uh, Gumbylicious says when my vote matters in my community then I'll take the time until then I'm a chill. What do you mean it doesn't matter in your community? I just think that's that a mean? convenient argument, and you can see with the emoji he's left that that's kind of a, a troll comment. Like you're, you, you like you're. I, I love the people who say that because it's like you just aren't putting effort in. Like yeah. I, I and, and I'm not giving you a free and pass I don't, on that. I don't disagree that it's easier not to vote. Uh, it's totally easier not to vote. It's not the right thing out to do. Out of sight, out of mind. Don't have to research and spend two hours looking at judges that you really could care less about. Like, you know. Do do hard better, man. That's what I say. Kurt Myers, it, it is what keeps the republic free. Well, yes. Yeah. If you're a person who claims to support the troops and you don't honor them by voting, you support nothing. I would agree with that. Uh, Forrest G says, good morning. Go Jazz. Uh, Jerem Tracy, I love election day. Going to enjoy myself watching the coverage tonight. Uh, Eric C says, just tuning in, vote red. There you go. Uh, I voted early here in Texas. Boyd Lake says, every citizen should take the time to vote responsibly. You should. Uh, Kay Nuren says, uh, yes, voting is American men died for us to be able to do this. Exactly right. Yeah, dude. Exactly right. Um, Victor Rudolph Ferrer. Ferrer, Victor Rudolph, says, being able to vote is your right. It's, it is your choice, and it needs to be heard. You just have to vote wisely for the future of your children, whatever that yes. means to you. Yep. Whatever that means to you. Um, Eric says, I'm in Cali. Vote red just makes me laugh. Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. Uh, M.Y. Monty fan says, hey, political commercials. Never, never for what they want to do and their campaign. Always about trashing each other. Disgraceful. Tell me why I should vote for you and not why I should vote for so-and-so. Well, what, what also is interesting is, did you guys see the debate news that came out? The Salt Lake Tribune uh, investigative staff um, broke a story last night that in the debate between Mike Lee um, and, and Evan... Um, McMullen. McMullen, thank you. His name went right out of my head. Mike Lee and Evan McMullen, the crowd was largely Mike Lee supporters. In fact, all Mike Lee supporters. 
And it turns out that they had early access to the ticketing system. So Evan McMullen supporters couldn't get in. It's stuff like that that just, it's a joke, man. Like it's, the political system needs you to vote so that stuff like that doesn't happen. You know, but you also have to be educated. Michael Peck says, give me someone worth voting for and I'll be happy to vote. It's, that's absolutely true. But that's a cop-out, dude. Like, I'm sorry, with all due respect. I understand it, though. I don't. I don't. I'm not giving you a free pass, dude. It's a cop out. Like it's cool. Hey, you, 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 you're not gonna vote because, because there's not someone there that you feel is worth your vote. Well, I got news for you. Someone's gonna take office, right? Like someone's gonna take office. You agree with that, right? So in two years, when you're not happy with what's going on, I don't want to hear you complaining, right? Because the fact is, is there is nobody on the ballot I want to vote for, but I voted. Right. It, it is very much a lesser of two evils conversation. A hundred percent. But that it, to me, that's just that's the age old cop out. Well, if there's someone that I want to vote for, then I'll vote. Neat. Like, glad you live in fantasy land. Like, yeah. glad you live in Mr. Convenient World. Like, we don't get that opportunity. We don't. Get uh, I to agree just, with that. Like, come on, dude. I agree with that. But I understand the polarization of politics. I mean, it, it is especially for young people. I mean, I'm 49. Um, and I feel disenfranchised. Like, I don't have a candidate. There's not a senator in the state I would willingly vote for. But I voted for the guy that I think will do the best job for my family. Yeah. I voted for the guy that I think will do the best job for the state. And it's, you know, it's the same thing with president. We had open, honest discussions about, um, you know, the last presidential election. And I, I still, to this day, will tell you I voted for a guy, but I don't feel like I had a, a guy to vote for. I don't feel like I had a candidate that was worthy of my vote, but yeah. what choice did I have? You know, I'm going to vote for the based on the choices I'm given. I wish that a younger candidate would run. I wish that younger people cared. But your 30-somethings don't want to be president. Your 30-somethings largely don't have dreams. And that's a real problem, that disenfranchisement. Um, what's up, Irene Clark says, go Jazz. Appreciate that. Uh, Irene, good to see you. Eric C. says, thank goodness Callie will always be blue. Truth. Uh, Eric C. says, goddamn right, Eric C. Eric and Raleigh says, by the way. Uh, M.Y. Monty fan, that is the issue with commercials. Yeah, it's all it's all yeah. a joke. Yeah. It's all a joke. Uh, Jaron Eccles says, off topic, what happened with the Powerball last night? Saw there was a technical issue. There was. Bet you weren't expecting this one. So the Powerball last night was a massive, massive deal. Um... The jackpot was $1.9 million, $929 million cash. If you take the cash, nine twenty nine. dollars yeah. you're going to walk away with about $497,000. No, $497 million. million. $497 million. The problem is the way the process works in the Powerball, every state before the drawing, you'll notice that you can't just keep buying lotto numbers, right? They, they turn off the lotto machines. Because before the drawing, you have to submit every ticket that was purchased, those numbers on that ticket. Mm-hmm. All of those numbers are sent electronically to the Powerball headquarters. Once every state in every machine has been pulled and all those numbers are sent, then they authorize the drawing. One state has had technical trouble sending their numbers. Oh, So they've not been able to draw the numbers. There was no drawing last night. And I don't know, I haven't looked at it uh, recently. Let me see. Let's do some back let's, of the envelope let's calculations. Do some back here. of the envelope. Um, everybody waiting. Um, let's see. Winning numbers for the 2.04 billion Powerball drawn after a delay. 
So the numbers are out. Um, I don't know what the numbers are, uh, but they did draw uh, the Powerball. Um, and everybody's saying it's a scam. By the way, it's not a scam. There's no, it, it's not, what, what good would it be to rig it? Are you, like rigging the Powerball doesn't, do you understand that their whole goal is not to have a winner? You understand that, right? Like the whole goal of the Powerball lottery system is never to hand out a winning ticket. They want people to buy tickets. So the whole goal of the thing is to get it up to $2 billion so that people are like, oh, I got to get a ticket. And that's why it's, what is it? One in 292 million yeah. or something stupid like that. That's why the odds are so insurmountable. You haven't had a jackpot this big since 2016. This is the largest jackpot ever, I believe. Yeah, it is. And the last one before this one was $1.586 billion Yeah, and the last winner of Powerball was August 3rd. Yeah. So, I mean, their whole goal is to have nobody win every single time they draw. Yeah. And you're right. The numbers are out, but there's not. Uh, there hasn't been anyone declared yet. Interesting. Read the numbers. What are the numbers? Oh, hold on. Yeah, what are the numbers? The numbers are 10, 33, 41, 47, 56, and power 10. Yeah, damn it. The Powerball number is 10. Uh, so you have to match. To win the grand prize, you have to match all those numbers and the Powerball. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those, those are not my personal numbers, but I do have some, some wild cards as well. Do you guys really think the Powerball is, is rigged? The power, everyone thinks everyone is rigged nowadays, dude. Come on. Come on. I, I mean, it, it's not rigged. Uh, let's see. Eric and Raleigh says, vote Monty and Jake by hitting the like button. We yeah, agree thanks. with that. Yeah, thanks. Let's do it. We agree with that. We have 108 likes, so 111 now. So please uh, hit like. Uh, a couple more things before we get out of here. Um, one of the things I, I think is so interesting is this 4 a.m. club article that the Wall Street Journal put out. So let's talk about this. Yeah. So there was a columnist who wrote a piece in the Wall Street Journal that essentially said, I've started getting up at 4 a.m. because I'm more productive. And that really resonates with me. And he went through a laundry list of things. It's on my Twitter feed, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y. Uh, the Monty Show is, is, right now. is where you can find me, yeah, uh, on Twitter. But the thing that I ask is, what time do you get up every day? Hit me in the comments with this because... Yeah. I get up every single day at, at 3.51. Yeah. I don't know why I wake up at 3.51 every day. Um, it's weird. I, my alarm is set to go off at 4 o'clock. I have it programmed in my, my privacy settings or whatever they call it. Um, I usually skip that alarm because I wake up at 3. Like today, I woke up at 3.51 again. Mm -hmm. I am rhythm, rhythmically changed. So on Saturdays when I can sleep late, I wake up at 3.51. <laughs> On Sunday when I can sleep late, I wake up at 3.51. And yeah, then I go back to bed. But inevitably, if I sleep till like 6 or 6.30, I feel sleep drunk. Yeah. But the thing that I will tell you about getting up at 4 a.m., I am far more productive in the first 10 hours of that day than I am in any other part, time of the day. My nighttime, now, frankly, I'm done. My day is over at 7. I'm starting to feel tired, like, because I don't eat after 5 o'clock. Mm -hmm. Um. So I've had my two meals in that day usually. Like everything's good. At 7, 7.30, 8. 8 o'clock, I'm falling asleep. So generally, I'm, I'm, I'm having to fight. Like last night was really tough staying up watching the Jazz game. And 
You know, like it's a battle for me, right? But I'm telling you, if you get up at 4 a.m. the first 10 hours of your day, your potential will grow. Your, your efficiency will grow. Yes. The other thing that I figured is getting up this early now for over a year straight and before that for 10 years because I've always done morning radio, I'm able to form better habits. So I am very much a guy of habits. I take my vitamins at the same time. I take my vitamins right when I go to bed and right when I wake up. Um, I, I go to, as we've talked about on the show, I go to Max Muscle. And I, in South Jordan, and I use something called liquid carnitine. It's a, it's a, it's a fat burner. Mm-hmm. Essentially, well, it's not a fat burner. It makes your body use fat differently. What do you bench? And so I take that every day at right about 4.30. It's the last thing I do before I walk out of the house. I'm very rhythmic in that way. Every Sunday morning, I wake up, I get out of bed, I take my laundry downstairs, and I do my laundry every Sunday morning. That's really grown on me because I get up early. So I make my bed first thing when I get out of bed. I, like, it's just helped me be a lot more efficient. Mm-hmm. I feel like anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think that getting up early is, is you know, people always say, oh, well, I don't know how you get up that early. And, and like, I, I, tons of people have been like, well, how do you drink that much caffeine? How do you, how do, you do this? How do you do that? And it's like, dude, like, what you come to understand is, is, is sleeping nine hours a night, like, isn't going to get it done in today's world. Like, and, and that's always been my stance on it. Like you need to understand that, that yeah. if like, if you're, if you're single, like if you're single, you don't have kids, you know, like you're not, you're not in that part of your life yet. There's no reason for you to be sleeping nine hours a night. I, I like, if you're trying to do any, anything bigger than yourself, no reason for nine hours of sleep a night. And trust me when I say I would love, I rejoice every Saturday night when I get my nine hours, but six out of seven days, it's six hours. Right. And I know like I've got it dialed into a point where I know that if, if I go to bed at 10, I know at four, I'm going to be tired waking up. I know that that's just, that's just a fact of life. Right. So I know that on those nights, like last night, when I went to bed at 10, I know that when that alarm goes off, I have to to wrestle myself out of bed because if I don't, I'll go back to sleep and I only have about 20 minutes to get it's ready. It's the five-second rule, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, it, which is another thing. And, yeah. This, and, and, and I've learned this the last year. I've really been able to implement this, especially since we uh, moved here to Maverick Center. When I, when I wake up, I get out of bed within five seconds. It, and it, now it's a, it's a habit that I almost don't have to fight. I'll wake up and I'll, I'll tap because I, I generally don't sleep with my watch on. It's on, I have a little charging pad that does my phone and my watch together. I'll tap my phone and it always says 351 and I'll, I just go one, two, three, and by four I'm sitting up. And it just makes a huge difference to get right out of bed. Yeah. Because if you go back to sleep, you're dead. It's over. Well, and the thing, but the thing for us is like we don't. That's not even an option for us. That's no. what I'm saying. Like, like literally, like there have been times where I'm like, all right. Two more minutes, two more minutes, and then I'll go get in the shower. Oh. And, it, and it's and, it, and it's brutal. And, and it's like, I so like my point was with the 10 o'clock thing, though, like I know if I go to bed at 8.30, I'll feel good. I'll be like, all right, cool. I'm going to be nice. Like it's going to be nice in the morning. I'll be able to just kind of get up and not have to fight it. Like, and, and that's what you come to understand. But you also come to understand that after you take the shower and you feel really sharp, like it's a nice feeling. You're like, all right, cool. Like it's, 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 uh, you know, whatever time it is, it's nine twenty four, and I've been up five and a half hours already. Like, 
That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like you start to understand that at noon, you will have been up for eight hours already. Like it's crazy. And you start to understand that, that you don't need, and this is the other thing I'm learning too. Like I'm kind of in the middle of this. I feel like for myself personally, that you don't need to eat. Like eating is an addiction, not a necessity. Yes. Like correct. eating, eating I'm starting to figure out is, 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 is gas, not, not what you have to have. So like, we don't usually eat until like 11 ish most days now because of the setup. And like, you know, like it, it just is how it kind of works for us. And so I'll usually eat at 11 and then I'll usually eat at like five ish, depending on like what the rest of the day looks like. And then that's kind of it. And, and I realized like when we worked at the Yelpatory, I was eating probably with snacks and stuff like four or five times a day, easy, no yeah. problem. You know what I mean? And, and that's where I feel like if you get up early and you have like this stuff that you start to work on outside of your nine to five. And again, that's why I think the tri-day trading thing is so cool. But like when you have that extra thing, it allows you to kind of work in routine. Yeah. And I'm telling you, working for yourself is a life hack. It, it is. It absolutely makes a difference. And anybody that anybody that's been self-employed and then has to get a job, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When you work for yourself, it's it's this this pendulum, right? You, you eventually learn how to control the swings in your life. Yeah. And then you're the one pushing the pendulum. And for me, it's been this thing where I figured out I don't need to eat. I don't need to eat. I wanted to eat. And so, especially since we've been here at Maverick Center, I bet you I've lost 10 pounds. Easy. Yeah. Just being at Maverick Center. Because every morning when we come in here, we have to, we come in through like, you know, where the ice is and the actual arena, we walk in through the arena and it's 48 steps right out of the gate. I have to walk up 48 steps and then I got to walk down 30 steps. So to go to the bathroom at Maverick Center, I got to walk up 30 steps and walk down 30 steps. And today I, I said to myself this morning, I'm, not, I'm never using the elevator if I'm just going one floor. I'm going up flights, I'm going down flights. Like it's just I'm walking so much more. And what I've noticed, at least on my Apple Watch, however accurate that is, I'm burning about 600 more calories a day just by being here because I'm taking at least 1,000 more steps. And I've noticed I'm climbing significantly more flights of stairs. So by not eating until... And generally, there, there are most days here at Maverick Center, we don't eat until we go home. So I don't, I have, there are days where I won't eat until four o'clock and I'm just not hungry because I'm busy doing this or that, or I'm making calls or, you know, today we're going to shoot some content. Like we just have this stuff that we're doing. I'm not thinking about food. I'm thinking about water and rock stars sometimes. But the funny thing is when I don't eat, I have more energy. Like it's just, I've just gotten into this rhythm now. And that's why I tell you, man, you got to work for yourself. You've got to get to this place where you're not collecting paychecks anymore. You're, you're getting paid. You're not collecting paychecks, but you're getting paid. And it's, it's my favorite saying, man, that paycheck is the drug they give you to make you forget your dreams. Get off that paycheck, man. Get off the teeth. Because as soon as you do that, your motivation should go up significantly. And it's why, like, if, if we're talking about tridaytrading.com or whatever your chosen profession is, go and do that now. Because, yeah. A, you're not getting younger. You're only getting older. And every day that goes by is a day you're never going to live again. And I can tell you working for yourself, as much as I loved working at Yelp and I made a stack of cash working at Yelp, the best decision I ever made was to not work at Yelp anymore. 
And it's, it, it's, it's incredibly rewarding. And getting up at four o'clock is a hell of a lot easier when you work for yourself. Mm-hmm. When, when, you, when we were working two, three gigs at a time, it was hard to get up at four o'clock. And it's easier to go to bed at 10.30 and get up at four, which I've done multiple times because I'm working for myself. Yeah, everything that's a I'm regular doing, occurrence. Yeah, everything I'm doing pays me back. It pays me back. You know, like it's just, it, it is, it's incredible. Gabe Ledley says, uh, one flight of stairs rule is a great fitness hack. If you're only going up one floor, it's got to be by stairs. It has to be. Yeah. It has to be. You have to, like the elevator is great if you're going up three, four, like a lot of times we go up four flights or four stories at one time. I'm taking the elevator. But if I'm just going up one flight of stairs, I'm taking the stairs. Yeah. You know, like, because it, it's not hard for me to walk up and down stairs. I, you're just lazy if you're doing it the other way. Yeah. And the other thing is, funny enough, a, a quick story. We're out of Rockstar in this studio right now. The vending machine that has uh, zero monster is directly below us. To get to that vending machine, we can either walk down this flight of stairs right here and open a door and just get the vending machine, or we could take probably 500 steps down a flight of stairs, 500 more to get to the machine, 500 back up the flight of stairs, 500 to the studio. Yeah. And it's actually a nice walk. So we've been doing that and we've been more active. But it's just this thing where you have to make that decision. Yeah. And that singular decision to take that step away from the paycheck has helped me be healthier. Like the coolest thing is I bought a pair of snowboarding pants last year that did not fit. It wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. Sunday morning, I was going to take my laundry downstairs and we had, to, we had to go, we had to run a bunch of errands, come here, recable the studio, all this stuff. I decided to take two minutes and try on those snowboarding pants and they actually fit. Let's go. I'm not sure they're fit enough. You know, like, because you can like button and zip your pants, but they're tight. That's yeah. where they are now. I could not, a year ago, I couldn't even get, cl- I, it would, they just were not, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't going to happen. Not, not even close. Yeah. How is that even possible? But now, and I'm telling you, and it's not like I've locked down my nutrition. Certainly, you guys know, we talk about it all the time on this. What did we eat yesterday? I had an Impossible Burger yesterday. We and, had an Impossible Burger. And I had some, a little bit of leftover Costco pot pie. And some chips. And that was it. That's all I ate yesterday. It, but I burned, I think my Apple Watch said I burned 4,600 calories yesterday, some stupid number. And it's, that's the difference. You know, a lot less food. Not number of times we eat, because that's down too. But when, when I do eat, I, I just eat a lot less food. So it, I'm just, you got to do it, dude, I'm You, you. got to do it. You have to do it. Uh, Boyd Lake says, walking the flight of stairs, very good for you. Yes. Um, Greg says, I get angry if I have to take the elevator for a floor. Yeah, it's, yeah. Ken Williams says, I've lost 52 pounds. My guy, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, San Diego State says, 4.30 a.m. to 5 a.m. That's what time you get up? Yeah. I'm telling you. There you go, dude. It makes a difference. And you you don't feel great. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Nobody feels rock and roll, jump out of bed and get excited at 4 a.m. Yeah. I don't really wake up until the water hits my face in the shower. Yeah. Because if I get up at 351, it, it gives me another five minutes in the shower. That's the difference. Which is valuable as hell at oh, that yeah. time of day. But that's my thought process now. I'm like, if I get out of bed right now, I can spend five more minutes in the shower. Yeah. So yep. that's what I do. And I'm out of the shower. I try to be out of the shower at 410 every day. 
because then I got to put my clothes on. And what happens at that hour? So Jake walks through my front door at like 4.32 every yeah. morning, about yeah. 4.32. Yeah. I, I know at 4.32, I need to be sitting on the couch with my shoes and socks on, ready to walk out the door. Yeah. So what that does, though, is it compresses your morning. So I'm up. I'm out of the shower at 4.10. But like two days ago, I was out of the shower. On Monday, I think I got out of the shower. I guess that's yesterday. At 4.16. <laughs> and you're like, oh, uh oh, oh. <laughs> so then you get dressed real quick. But then I'm sitting on the couch already buttoned up and ready to go at 4.25. Like I'm I, You know. But it just, it's weird how you play mental games with yourself and you're segmenting your time. Yes. Oh, I got plenty of time. I've got six minutes. Oh, I got plenty of time. You know, it's like, damn, dude. Like, you're brushing your teeth. I'm looking at my watch, brushing my teeth the other day. No, I'm not going to make that pumping motion. Um, I was washing, brushing my teeth, looking at my watch. And I was like, dude, it's it's 424. You got to get going. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, you got time. Finished brushing my teeth. You know, like, did all the stuff I needed to do. Got dressed downstairs right at 4.30. Put on the shoes and socks. Good to go. Yeah, dude. Like, it's it's just funny how it changes yes. your life. Yes. You know, yes. Um, Gabe says, does this mean that Jake is waking up the neighbors with the Subi flow oh, at no, 4.24? I'm, I'm, I'm a complete savage about rolling up quietly, I feel like. You're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. That's Jake driving down my street no it's not i can hear you so there's like in daybreak in south jordan there's several big like traffic circles yeah um i can hear you at the traffic circle okay honest to goodness i can hear you at the traffic circle but then mrs monty says she doesn't even hear me roll up oh dude she i mean the house could fall down and she's not waking up yeah i mean you know, I you're not you, you get so mad about because shit. my car is not obnoxiously loud. Yes, dude. oh no, my it's God. not. Okay, no, it's not. For you, it's not obnoxiously loud. You know, uh, Jake, give us the Kawhi laugh, please. It needs to be played. Yeah, I, I have. I did. You've played a couple. Yeah, times. Yeah, I played a couple times. Hey, Cla- <laughs> hey, Claw. Hey, Claw. Hey, Claw. Hey, Claw. Hey, uh, let's see. Brent Burnett says Subi STI, one of the best selling cars. Yeah, until they destroyed it. Uh, anyway. I guess they are at the end of the lesson. Thanks to our friends at uh, TridayTrading.com. And I'm serious, you guys. I know you hear me talk about them every day, but if you haven't watched the free webinar yet, do it right now. Go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. If you care about me at all, just go and do it. Watch the webinar. Register for it. Watch it. It's free. No obligation. All these conversations we have about life and business and dealings and all that stuff, TridayTrading.com slash Monty. It will change the way you live your life. Trust me when I say that money will money will not be the first thing you think about every day. Hating your boss will not be the first thing you think about every day. When you're making hundreds and thousands of dollars every day, man, trust me, I tell you, it feels good. Uh, that's it. We'll be back tomorrow. Don't forget, we're off on Friday. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.